three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. What, like you've never jacked off to a picture of Kurt Angle before? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time, you know, oh, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Not Glenn, he's tired. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> in. It is Javi Out, episode 117. I'm Aaron Oster. AJ Francis in studio. You know who's not in studio right now? Who's working on what, like a half hour of sleep in the past 72 hours? Because he's been so hyped from Extreme Rules that he just <laughs> could not sleep at all. Glenn Clark on the phone right now. Okay, first of all, you didn't even let AJ do the. Bit. I know he just said uh, he just yeah, cut on my bit. You were in charge of walking us into the show one time, and you step on the bit because uh, you don't step on it every single time, and then give it too much time when you, we don't need it. Um, for no, those wondering, uh, this is the voice you're hearing of the main event. Vent, 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 vent. And you see, the only reason why I care about this week is because. AJ actually was the main event this weekend, and I do owe him a little bit, so I actually felt it important that this week of all weeks uh, that he would get uh, the opportunity to say that. So, yeah. I am the main event, you know. I'm I'm backstage, you know, before Extreme Rules, listening to Austin Aries and Neville go over the the plan for their match. I'm front row at Extreme Rules, you know, on the pay-per-view a hundred times. You know, people can't get enough of me. You know, is that what it is? I just people just can't get enough of me. You know, and uh-huh. oh, by the way, I'm also I'm good. also celebrating uh, this past on Friday. I was celebrating Roman Reigns' birthday with him at Jimmy's Famous Seafood with our truth and Alicia Fox and, and Mickey yeah. James and your number one contender Samoa Joe. Yep. Yep. Well. Well, you suck, but I do appreciate <laughs> you bringing me backstage on Sunday. So, yeah, I, all right, I, we, gotta, I, we have to deal with a couple of things. First of all, Aaron, tell everybody what's coming up on the show this week. Uh, well, that's it, because we didn't get to talk to you about this. Uh, we may have a big guest coming on. We may not. We'll see what happens this week. Are you serious? Are you kidding it, me? It, it's one of those things. Usually oh, it works what out. A disaster. It usually works out, so we'll see if it works out. I don't out. even remember the last uh, time it did work out, actually. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully that's the case. Um, all right, so nothing, essentially, is the answer. You guys are going to talk about what happened on wrestling this week. I don't know because I've been in a hospital because I had a baby. Yeah, I had a baby, I mean, it actually came out of me. Like, they pulled it out of me. Um, I ate so much the last few weeks that I, I gave birth. I mean, you, you uh, did look second. pretty big on Sunday night, so, you know, I, I could buy it. I could definitely buy yeah, it. Yeah, right. Sh- Shinsuke Our Angle Clark son, is the name, right? Yep, Shinsuke Clark. Yep, that's right. Shinsuke Clark uh, was born on uh, Tuesday morning. At 1.05 a.m., and uh, I have been in the hospital since, and I have watched zero of Raw, zero of SmackDown, zero of NXT, zero of 205 Live, the well, whole you, thing. So I, um, if you haven't seen NXT, that'd be pretty impressive I, right now. If you haven't slept, how did you not see any of this shit? You just not dedicated right. to your craft? Right, that's clearly what it is. I doubt your I commitment to Sparkle Motion. 
There was a moment, by the way, while my wife was in labor on Monday night where she looked at me and said, because uh, neither uh, Aaron's raising a kid, but he doesn't have his own. He hasn't been through that. Um, AJ doesn't have kids yet. It, it's a long process, and, like, there's a lot of waiting involved. So at one point my wife looked up and said, hey, is the Orioles game on? I'm like, you know, it's Monday. The Orioles weren't playing. I said, you know what we could watch, though? We could watch Raw. And this is my wife, who I love, because I think we said this at 845 or something like that. She said, no, you wouldn't want to start at 845 because you haven't watched the beginning of it yet. And I was like, you're right about that, baby. You are right. So no, 845 would have put her, you at 9 o'clock, which would have been the big segment. So. Yeah, yeah, you would have caught the one that you needed to catch. But in and of itself, <laughs> congratulations to you, cigars all around, uh, this weekend when we're at Aaron's bachelor party. Oh, Bachelor Party 2.0, right before his wedding. We're going to a carnival. We're going to Top Golf. It's going to be fucking everything. Yep, and I'm not going to be able to drink because I have to drive home. So it's going to be a great night. Well, that be blows because you're going to be dressed as a sexy cop and not get the drink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have to be sober through that experience. That's a great point. I'm not really looking forward to that at all. But. Uh, no, it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm glad that we're gonna be. I'm gonna be because there was some real worry that I was gonna be a part of this weekend. By the way, don't so you I'm love, glad that I like how for the past few months, apparently your doctors have been saying, "Oh, you know, this is gonna be a quick one. It's gonna be two, three hours, and fourteen hours oh my later." God, it, was, it was correct. We went in. They, she called me at noon on Monday and said, "Hey, well, she did say then they said it could come within the next six hours." So I said, "All right, I'll get over there." You know what I mean? Like I wander over, and it's one o five, one o five a.m. when it happens. My God, that was nuts. But yeah, so um, so that's what's going on with me. Now, more importantly, we uh, we had a bet about the pay per view on Sunday. How'd that go? Well, uh, it went really well for me and AJ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I bet it did. I bet it did. I uh, bet it did. And uh, for you and Ben, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben and I tied. Correct. Um, because you you it, thought no M Dar. Uh, me and AJ were four and two, and uh, you and Ben were three and three. And I believe there was one. I don't remember which one it was, but I said when I said, I'm like, this is going to be another one of those that I'm picking with my heart and not with my head. You picking Dar and Alicia Fox know. over Rich Swan and Sasha Banks? Well, I picked that because you're never allowed to win in your hometown. That was pretty, like, legitimate logic on that one. There, there was logic there. You're not allowed to win in your hometown. Yep. What's, what's crazy is then... By you picking Alicia Fox, she rewarded you by what she called well, you. Well, we're, we're going to get to that. I assure you, we're <laughs> going to get to that. Anyway. That's really the only reason why I bothered to do a segment with you boys. I don't really care about anything else. That's just what we need to talk about. Um, but yeah, so uh, so Ben and I are both going to do a promo in uh, gold dust makeup this weekend. Uh, well, or whenever we can do it. I got we got to pay off all the other bets this weekend. I'm going to do we're going to do sexy cop this weekend. I'm going to do the r truth bet that I still owe this weekend. As well, and then I think that after that, all I have left is uh, gold dust that I'll owe you boys nope. at that point. You're still missing Hackshaw. Oh, Jim right. Duggan. We, we, we got to do the hoe. Oh, Aaron and I both have to do. Yeah. Right, do you want to do that this weekend? We can do yeah, that we, we can do that. We can do that at the carnival. Right. And since I attempted right, to pay off a- the Alexa Bliss thing on Sunday and AJ was not there, we agreed the next time we are all in studio is when I will pay it off. Well, but we're not going to be together again in studio for like six months. Well, no, I mean, I mean AJ's going to AJ's going to be back in town. He'll be able to do it. Well, hopefully, you know, presumably he will be back in town. So 
Yeah, I think you sh- I think she. I think you should have to do Alexa Bliss makeup this weekend. But it's not going to be this weekend. Why? Because it's not going to be this weekend. It's just not going to be. Why? Because I'm already dressing up as a sexy cop. It's my wedding. I'm not going to put on makeup this weekend. Why can't you put? Because I because I tried to pay it off this weekend and you refused to show up. And I so... refuse. Oh yeah, you're right. This yeah. is classic. Why Aaron is the worst human hold on, on earth. Hold on, Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> Aaron did tells I, did me. I not, Aaron did tells me. Hold on, hold on. Absolutely do it. I didn't say that wasn't the point. Very well, defend Aaron. He did actually have the makeup at the show. Okay. Why he wouldn't have already put it on? I don't know. Because you guys weren't there. Okay. Yeah. I'll go put it on and. And then I said, no, you can't do that. AJ's not here. Okay, yeah. And here's, here's, here's the reason why, though. This guy, Aaron, says, I refuse to show up. No, dude. On my way to Baltimore, I got a text from my boy Surratt, who is Sasha Banks' husband, and says, hey, bro, you want to come backstage before the show? I got two backstage passes for you if you want to come. So, obviously, I went backstage before the show and didn't come to the bar where you could have put it on. I'm sorry I went backstage hey. of a pay-per-view, and I'm such a dick for doing priorities. that. You have your priorities. Clearly, it's not seeing me in Alexa Bliss makeup, so there you go. Why can't you do it while you're a sexy cop? Why couldn't I? I hell, I should be doing it that right now. That would be really amazing. If you were both a sexy cop, cop and, and Alexa Bliss at the same time, that's, that, that's why I, that would be pretty that funny. That would probably get us the love from Alexa Bliss that we failed <laughs> to get that Steve Miggs got the last time. I will do it the next time we are uh, in the so you won't do, so I'm you not don't... going to do it at my at the night before my wedding now. Why? Because I'm not going to do it the night before my wedding. I'm just Wait, not going to do it. Why? You've already not done it for four months. Hold on. I tried to do it yesterday. Okay. You want to take credit for trying to do it on Sunday when you have multiple days where you didn't try to do it? First of all. First of, first of all, what you said when you first were supposed to pay it off. Time Glenn, to let me finish. On. You have yet, said you have on yet Sunday, to let me finish. Studio. You have yet to let me finish. Did you or did you not, when you were supposed to pay it off initially? Initially, yes. Did initially. you or did you not? Not do that. I did not do that, correct. And then you had another chance to do it. And did not do it. And did not do it. So now because you had an opportunity to do it four months post-haste, yes. you're supposed to take credit for that? No, no. I'm not taking credit for it. I'm just saying we're doing now what Glenn said Glenn said on Sunday when we are in studio. So there we go. Well, no, in fairness, I said we would do it this week. You said we were all in studio this, this week. week. Hold on, hold on. You said because specifically we had to all be in studio. You said that was your logic. Oh, we I have wasn't to all really be in concerned stu- about myself. I just knew that AJ would be bothered if he wasn't there. You said, actually. but you said all of us. You said, are we all right? not going to be? That you're putting words in my mouth. Are we I'm all? Not, no, no, no. But the, are we all not? Are we all not going to be sexy cops? Why is it in studio now? Why does because, it in studio because, matter? Because that's what Glenn, that's what we agreed to on Sunday when you were not there. Uh, then how did I agree well, to it? We because you were you decided you decided not to sit with us. You got you had to do your main event things in the front row. I you got offered free front row tickets, I'm not, I'm and I'm an asshole you. for that. Yes, you are an asshole okay. for that. That you are absolutely an asshole for taking front okay. row tickets when we I got free get front row tickets. Yes. and I, I got free front row tickets, and I got to go backstage before the show. And those are the and two who did reasons. You not invite on, backstage before. I had two tickets. I had to invite you or Glenn. I invited Glenn, and guess what? Because you're an asshole. How? Because I, you didn't invite me, that's why. I should have. I could have invited you, but guess what? Then you would have used that as an excuse to not pay off your bet. Like, oh, no, I would have absolutely paid it off during the show still. No, because you would have had to do it before the show. Why would I have to do it before the show? Because you were going to do it before the show when we were at the bar. And then I was going to do it at because you guys didn't show up. You're right, I was going to do it at the bar. You guys didn't show uh-huh. up. I was going to do it at the show. Glenn so, said so no. Aaron's mad. Aaron's just mad that he didn't get to go backstage. I mean, like, I was in control of how many passes I got. Well, you do claim to be the I main mean, event, so maybe you should be able to get another uh, And first of all, I didn't even invite Glenn first. I invited Johnny Crab Cakes because he got me free tickets to the get, to the show. 
And now I'm offended. Yeah, yeah, and, seriously. And because he got me free <laughs> tickets to Extreme Rules, I invited him, but he said, nah, I'm with my godsons. I can't go. So I did the honorable thing. I asked the guy who's already in Baltimore. So, so if Johnny Crabcakes was with his friends, his family, instead of taking the backstage opportunity. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was. His so godson. You're saying that this makes John the bad guy? No, I'm saying this <laughs> makes him the good guy. <laughs> First of all, how, this is and this is the the part that makes it worse for Aaron is that AJ didn't even know when he called me that I wasn't actually in Baltimore. So AJ called me thinking I was in Baltimore, and hey, Glenn's here. I'll just call him. He's closer. It'll be easier for him to get here. As it turns out, yeah, I didn't know that. I was a dick. I was actually in Hagerstown. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> oh, oh, you went to see Tebow on Aaron. Sunday? Not really, actually. I take that back because Aaron's a dick for not dressing up like Alexa Bliss. So yep. now I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, Aaron, just, Alexa yes. Bliss this Alexa, weekend. Alexa Bliss, next time we're in studio. That literally won't be for months. Hold on, why wouldn't it be next month when you're? You mean when I'm in camp in Richmond? And when you come back in August? Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean when I just have regular time during the day during training camp? I mean, you mean when I just? <laughs> you mean when I get to pick the schedule that I make during training camp? Yeah, sure. Okay, so now you feel exactly. dumb. Now you no, feel like an not idiot? really. Okay, so you're just not going right. to pay this off until oh, pay it off. fall, or I'll pay. You it made off the bet in winter, and you're yeah. not going to pay it off till fall, or I'll pay it off next week. How? Okay, I'll pay well, it off. Accomplish nothing here. So yeah. let's move on. Um, I'll do all the. I'll pay off my, all my bets this week. I actually, I might do all three. I, I might, was gonna say, will you, will you, half. will you dress as gold? Aaron, dust? do you have a two by four by chance? Can you have access to a two by four this weekend? I, I'll see what I can do. I was gonna say, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I come up with a two by four this weekend. I've uh, got an American flag somewhere. I'll find it, so we'll be covered there. I don't understand why Glenn can't be gold, gold, gold <laughs> dust, sexy gold cop, dust, while sexy you're cop, Alexa, Alexa Bliss, sexy cop. You that makes so much sense. At the same time, it makes so much sense. I would be willing to. I'm not unwilling to do that. Now, you'd still I, have, I have to do your little promo vignette. You'd have to do your, your promo vignette as full Goldust, and then you can be Goldust Sexy Cop after that. But Goldust yeah. gold as a sexy cop. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Yep. Yes. Yep, I'm good with it. So that means Aaron can do Alexa okay. Bliss. I, if, if Glenn does the Goldust, the full Goldust, I will do the Alexa Bliss. The I just go- said I would. Okay, that's fine. Oh, and I'm just I'm stating now. Okay, cool. All right. Go the sexy cop, Alexa Bliss, sexy, sexy cop. cop. Yay! And then big sexy Look, cop. That's me. We've, uh, right. we've accomplished something here. I don't <laughs> yeah. know exactly what it is, but we've accomplished it. All right. All right so that's, that's, taken, that's taken care of. Um, I love the pay-per-view. I thought it was great, but who cares about that? Uh, I mean, I get it. Everybody's going to bitch that it wasn't extreme. It wasn't. I mean, they should change the name of the thing. They're, extreme rules Factual. are dead. It's over. Factual. It's, it, it's it's almost. It almost feels like they're running up. It's now, and I, I know it's not really this. But it almost feels now like Vince is trying to run up the score on ECW. Like, not only did I kill you, but now I'm really killing any legacy. <laughs> um, look, just change the name of the pay per view. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that big of a deal. I, I thought the pay per view really was a good wrestling pay per view. And the only complaint that anybody can have is that I mean, it's Extreme Rules. And it, I mean, it, well, and, really, and the Bailey Alexa match was a little whatever. I mean, if that really, if you really think about it, Extreme Rules usually the main event of the night is an Extreme Rules match. Yeah, but typically it's been an, like a like money in the bank as that money in the bank Survivor Series. Is yeah, that but but series? usually it's been you know there's been one Extreme Rules match, one ladder match, one you know it's been something more than it would have never had a if a if there's a disqualification the title can yeah, change that, hands. That match. one that one in the mixed tag are both the mixed dumb. tag. They're both they're they're dumb, but like every other match was an extreme match though. 
Yeah, but even the ones that were extreme were barely extreme. The you know submission I mean? like, match isn't really extreme. It, it was, you know, it was a. Can you lose it? Can you lose a submission match by DQ? Well, apparently you can because the ref tried to count him out and disqualify <laughs> him on multiple times. That was really weird. That was really really weird. I mean, that was a super weird thing. Um, yeah, look, I, I but I don't care that much about it because the quality of the pay per view was good. I, I mean, I just think that we're getting too caught up in that. I, I get it. I understand why people are complaining about it. I just have a simple solution. Change the name of the pay-per-view. It's fine. You should still do it. Or, 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 here's also an option. You could also not care about stupid shit that doesn't matter. If the pay-per-view's great and you don't like the name of it, you're just a dick. Period. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, it could have period. a stupid name, too, like Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire. So we're good. <laughs> let's, let's talk <laughs> about this. With, with the great be, logo. Let's, let's be fucking clear for a second here, okay? Great Balls of Fire is the greatest name that WWE has ever come up with for a pay-per-view. Have, has any other pay-per-view they've ever come up with made us say the t- name of the pay-per-view more times than Great Balls of Fire? Uh, you're not oh, wrong. no, you're right about that. <laughs> you're That's not true. wrong. Now, all that being said, there was a humorous moment this weekend. I don't want to give away too much about, uh, about the circumstances of it. But I asked someone, hey, tell me about how Great Balls of Fire came about. And this person looked back at me and said, who do you think? And I said, well, I guess I know my answer. On this. <laughs> yeah. this is obviously a, a Vince and nothing but a Vince. This is just, just Vince and nothing else uh, responsible for Great Balls of Fire. But that's that. I, again, you guys will talk more about the pay-per-view and the fallout on Monday. I don't know about the fallout on Monday. Um, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for one thing, and that's, boys, we, we all have our own tropes on this show, <laughs> right? Like, we all have our own things, some... Some some character qualities. Yeah, or, for example, um, Roman stories. Reigns. For example, Roman Reigns was involved in the best match at Great Ball, at Extreme Rules. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. which is something that Aaron, or that AJ will constantly tell us about. No matter what is going on that week, at some point during the course of the show, AJ is going to tell us about how how great Roman Reigns is. And then and we'll I'm ask never we'll wrong. and I'll give you the time mark of how long he made it into the show before he brought up Roman Reigns. So that's the way the that's ding, one Aaron. of AJ's Go ahead and ding me. Ding me, Aaron. Hurry. There it is. <laughs> Aaron, uh, of course, has a trope of being the worst, as uh, as you heard us remind him of during and the show. And he is the worst. He, where his, he'll his inexplicably ex- just be a dick about something that that does not require him being a dick. Like uh, like deciding not to wear Alexa point, Bliss. Be an a-hole about it. Like, not, like deciding not to wear Alexa Bliss fucking makeup for no reason. And then when Glenn wears gold dust makeup, he's like, okay, I'll wear it. You fucking dick. Right. Even 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 though even though the Alexa Bliss thing is fucking four months old at this point, and Gold Dust isn't four days old, but continue. Go ahead. I mean, that's what we know of Aaron. That's yes. that's just something that we know of him. That's what he does. And again, it's it's a character trait. It's it's a trope that we revisit on this show. Boys, I got bad news for you. Um, you're about to be introduced to a new character trope of mine. Uh, to this point, I think my most significant character trope, and I'm somewhat proud of this, <laughs> is the fact that I admit to jerking off to things about re- related to wrestling. This, I think that just makes me a man. I think that's something that everyone should be willing to admit to do. If you've never jerked off to a picture of Kurt Angle, I question your sexuality. I don't that. <laughs> um, now I've got a new one, and I'm so sorry that you're going to be so, so, so sick of me bringing this up over the course of um, however long we end up doing this show for until AJ uh, leaves us for his uh, career as a rapper and uh, he goes on uh, stadium tours and things along those lines, you are going to be very sick of hearing me bring up this trope. As I have a new nickname, and I'm sorry, but I, you know this, this nickname has been used for other people in the past, but 
they're going to have to get rid of it because I'm going to have it trademarked. <laughs> um, I now decree that for the for the rest of my life that I shall be referred to as the Man Beast. That's <laughs> right. I, Glenn Clark, I am the Man Beast. And perhaps you're thinking to yourself, "Well, why, Glenn? You're you're not you're not a particularly svelte man. You're you're basically a a pudgy idiot." Well, you're right. That's true. That is true. I am that. But that nickname was bestowed upon me by the greatest human being that has ever walked the face of the planet. The one, Alicia Fox. <laughs> so, so tell, tell the story. Can attest. So l- let, me, let me tell the story. So like, so I had to choose between Aaron and Glenn who I was going to invite. And I clearly picked the right person because Aaron's an asshole. And so <laughs> when I picked, when I decided to call Glenn and ask him did he want to come, uh, he said, sure. Not knowing, you know, who we were going to meet. He, Glenn got to meet Kurt Angle. I would see him again. He had met him before. Um, see Kurt Angle. Um, we got to see Sasha Banks, big show. Yep. Um, we got to see Neville. Chatted with Titus O'Neil for a while. Titus O'Neil. We talked about, we talked to Rich Swan about uh, well, having a match in Baltimore. We, we couldn't, Rich Swan, and I, I do want to say this, this is, uh, this is not a, a, a work. We talked to Rich Swan for over a half an hour. Yeah, easily. Um, it was awesome. Rich Swan is amazing. Yep. And Rich Swan would like to come back on this program despite the fact that he's not supposed to. Yep. And gave us gave me his number. You know, I, I I'm so excited about Rich Swan. I, look, you know, I've I've actually teared up talking about Rich Swan on this show before, so I don't want to do that again. Um the Rich Swan's success and seeing Rich Swan have that moment, dude. I just, like I, I'm jaded about a lot of things, but Rich Swan sat backstage with us, just just shooting the shit, like not yep. talking to reporters, not talking, just shooting the shit, and went on about how much that night meant to him. Yep. Like went went on about how significant it was for him to he had never wrestled at the Royal Farms Arena before, and you know being back in Baltimore, and so to see him have that moment. The crowd totally into it, yep. way over mm-hmm. on him. I, it was just, and I also, really I also, that with that match, I have to give like Jeff Hardy jumping off of uh, the cage and and doing the twist of fate off the, I mean not the twist of fate, the whisper in the wind off the cage, was a great moment. I mean there was a bunch of great moments. The the frog splash by Seth Rollins. Uh, onto Bray through the announce table. Great moment. To me, the coolest spot of the night was when Sasha jumped off the top rope. And did her like knee face driver? The, the senton, yeah. This, no, not it's not. No, a, the, the knee senton. No, yeah, the yeah. knee senton on to um, a Noam Dar from that height and landing with your knee. Like, dude, that's a scary ass move to pull off from there. No doubt. And I have to give her her props for that because that was crazy, bro. Yeah. But no um, doubt, man. but and then dancing and then dancing at the end. Yes, like, you could tell how much they were enjoying that, just you know, basking in the crowd there. But back to what you're yeah, saying. It was. It was super cool. So that was really meaningful. I, like, and I, and I don't want to over, I don't want to just brush past that. That was a really meaningful thing. I wrote about it on Facebook on Sunday night. Like, that that will stay with me. That conversation we had with Rich Swan beforehand, and then seeing him experience that. There's not a lot of stuff. You know, it's a Baltimore thing. It's about knowing Rich Swan's story and what he's been through and the realities that, that touches for for some of us that that have had friends that have dealt with the same stuff. Like, I mean, it's real. So there's that. But then there's the other thing. So AJ was sort of surprised that I was not nerding out, that I wasn't geeking out and acting like a fangirl backstage. Now, as I said to him, you know, he knows this from being a professional athlete. Walking into someone else's workplace and, like, walking up and 
and acting like a fangirl and demanding pictures. As somebody that does what I do for a living, I had to get over that a long time ago. So I, I didn't do a ton of that. I was, we were talking to a lot of people. I was chatting. I chatted briefly with Finn Balor. I mean, we had a lot of amazing com- We, we had, There was a humorous moment. We were talking to Seamus, who, of course, uh, AJ actually lived in his house for yeah. a little while last year. But um, I did tell him, I said, I, you can't, I'm going to be cool. You can't hold me responsible should R-Truth or should <laughs> Alicia Fox end up backstage. Because yeah, as everyone did, knows, R-Truth is the, the greatest professional way. wrestler and the greatest performer of any type in the history of everything. There's Leonardo da Vinci, there's Leonardo DiCaprio, and there's R-Truth. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Um, and then there's Alicia Fox, who is just the, the, the finest uh, female that has ever walked the face of the planet. And I mean that both in, in terms of looks and in terms of capabilities. And then, wouldn't you know, like as I'm having this conversation with, with AJ about who I would nerd out about, walking directly towards us is one Alicia Fox. And she starts walking and, towards us, and Glenn, like I can see Glenn, and I can like feel in his soul him being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Did, oh my did God, he start God, to yeah, sweat? Like sweat started fly. pouring down <laughs> his face, <laughs> a puddle. Like, <laughs> like mind you, the so, night before, I was, and here's how it shows you how big an idiot <laughs> both of you guys are for not coming to Jimmy's Friday night when you oh, no knew doubt. that I was going to be there, and you knew that these guys were going to be there. Dude, I was sitting there talking with Alicia Fox and Samoa Joe and R-Truth and Roman Reigns and Mickey James, all of them all night. Matt, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy were there, too. I met them, like, all, literally all night till, like, 3.30 yeah. in the morning, drinking with them, having a good time. You all could have been there. You uh, guys all suck. Yes, and my only excuse, legitimately, is that I plum forgot. So I am an idiot. I am an idiot. I am 1,000% an idiot for that. You're not wrong, sir. But Alicia Fox comes over, and she recognized AJ from the night before, so she comes over, she says hello to AJ. Um, Once again, I'm I the main gave him a hug. I was, I was very uncomfortable. I was very like, that's not fair. Hug, hug me. <laughs> um, there was a, a feeling like that. But then she, she looks at me, and I swear to God, she says, oh, hey. And I, was, I sort of stopped in my tracks, right? Like, I was just like, hey. hey. <laughs> and she says that. She's like, oh, I'm, I thought you were somebody else. To which I said back, and I feel like I handled myself pretty, pretty well, given the circumstances, yeah. given how nervous I should have been in that moment. I said, well, I'll be whoever you want me to be. <laughs> um, which I stand by, obviously. And um, and so she said, no, no. When I saw you, I thought you were this guy that I used to work with. The man beast, which I said, oh yeah, I am. Certainly <laughs> am. Now, now here's my question: Did she think you were Rhino? No, no, it wasn't Rhino. It was somebody I mean, else did work it, with. Like I, I was years go, going to ago. say, she used um, to work with Rhino. He is the man right, beast. No, no, I understand. Right? No, I get that. I get that. Um, and and how that mistake would have been made, I don't possibly know because I I look nothing like Rhino. Um, you built the same. I, I don't know who the man beast is either, but I know this much: I am the man beast. <laughs> the man beast. That's, that's the way it goes. Whoever now. he that's was, me. he Hello. no longer matters. Yep, Glenn the man beast Clark. And understand that whenever you attempt to degrade me in any way, and I just want you to know this: I will have the ultimate comeback because you're going to try to say something like AJ at some point is going to say, "Glenn, your opinion doesn't matter because you suck," and I'm going to say back to him. Oh, is that true, AJ? Were you called the man? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's test it out. Let's see if it really fits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome into Jobbing Out. This is AJ Francis introducing you to episode 117. I am joined by Aaron Oser of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone and... The Mandy. 
<laughs> I thought you were gonna go east, east. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. But but just the tis work. Yeah, I guess, work. You know, we gotta we we gotta work it out. We gotta work out the kinks. But yeah, we can get it, we can get it going. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna practice it. I got uh, I got time. I'm still gonna be in the hospital for the rest of the day today, so I got time to figure this thing out. But I assure you, I will have this all worked out for you, and you will be so sick and tired of this trope. You might stop listening to the show because <laughs> I will not let go of the fact. That Alicia Fox, the greatest woman that ever walked the face of the planet, n- referred to me as the man beast. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's me. That's me now, boys. And I don't really care about anything that happens moving forward. Honestly, that night could have gone however. It could have been the worst pay-per-view in the history of pay-per-views. It wasn't going to matter <laughs> because that night. That was the greatest night of my life. And he I says in the hospital, in the hospital. Maybe, maybe, after his second son's birth. Now. But we're going to have happiness because of that moment. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it tickled your fancy. And I'm so much... Margaret, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> and, yeah, right. She doesn't listen. Neither does Tots. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> and then, uh, but hey... I am so glad that I was able to, you know, bestow that moment upon you and not no, give it, it to it Aaron. No, it does mean a great deal to me, and I, uh, I will, I, I, w- I will not forget Aaron. that. And uh, I have no idea what I can do for you. Probably nothing, but uh, <laughs> if I can, I will do it one day because you provided me something that, that, that really, really, truly uh, will will change me as a human being. <laughs> this there will be more. Like you know, you have go you back changed and you your business certain, like, card yet? Points in your life. You know, like for a lot of people, it's when they get married. It's when they have kids. I don't really care about any of that stuff. It doesn't mean much to me. Um, but the moment that Alicia Fox called me the man beast, that, <laughs> that, will stick. that will be the moment. You know, like 30 years from now, I'll be sitting down with some friends, and they'll say, hey, do you remember when Trump was elected? And I'll say, hang on a second. Let me, let me go back. Well, it was before Alicia Fox called me the man beast. I think it was 2016. Six months BM before man beast. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Six months BM. Moving forward. Yeah, your life is going to be full of BM now. <laughs> That's no different than it's been to this point. <laughs> We're good. All right, um, I'm uh, my, my my literally my wife is calling my phone right now to ask me to return to the room for whatever nonsense is going on there. So I got to go clean up. Is, uh, is there anything you wanted to say about Extreme Rules other than that before we let you go? Um, no, I really, honestly, I, I, I couldn't, I was so, like, surprised that people were complaining. I thought it was a, a largely a very good show. Um, maybe some of that, you know, and, and I, and I don't know. Maybe Still basking in the man beast flow? Just, just being there, I think, changes a lot of it. I thought it was a great, great live No, it was I mean, fantastic. Hell, Anybody that had a problem with it was is a great match. stupid. Anyone who had a problem with it with that pay per view is stupid. That pay per view was great. Yeah, I, what was what was the I match was, that you didn't like? The fucking the fucking pre show match was incredible. Kalisto and really, Kalisto really and great. Apollo Cruz put on a fucking show. Like literally, and yeah. it, the show just built from there. Like wh- even the mixed tag match had one of the best spots of the night, and the crowd was amped. Like what more do you want? The women's, I mean, you could complain about you, maybe you thought the women's match would go a little longer and that Bailey would actually get some offense in. But, I mean, if your purpose is to get rid of the feud with her and Bailey and to establish Alexa Bliss as a top heel in the company with the title saying, you know what? We need her to look like a badass and we need Bailey to go back to baby meat, ba- uh, baby face, white meat, 
Uh, Bailey. They need to do something after uh, Sunday night. That was that That's was. That's what you guys wanted. You guys want her to lose a lot, but so we can like her a lot. Want her to be the lovable yeah, no, loser. I mean, look, I'm, my complaints about Bailey are how they handled it at this point, not what happened on Sunday. Like, yeah, I, for I don't sure. Have yeah, a I, I mean, I, I would have liked her to get a little weird, more offense you know, in, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's all. It just I, I didn't expect that, but I, I was fine with it. I had no problem with it. You know, I was I was genuinely, genuinely surprised by the Austin Aries thing. Like, I I can't believe they did that to Austin Aries. Now, if something's already happened this week since then that, that gives more clarity to it, then you guys know that I don't know, then that's great. But I, I cannot Never just believe beat the shit out they of TJ had Perkins. Austin Aries. Yeah, I, I didn't see 205 Live. Though, that was something that I saw in the replay that we didn't see there is Aries smiling after the match. So that, that might have been something that played off a little better on TV than it did in the arena. Just because you, you, you saw that, I guess Aries has something up his sleeve. I don't know what it is, but yeah, that that was weird. Yeah, I was really taken aback by that, like genuinely taken aback by that. But look, I mean, again, the match was very good. The, uh, I, the whole thing to me, the show was very, very good. I thought it was a very good pay-per-view. I thought it was a logical decision. You know, the, the argument for going with Samoa Joe makes a lot of sense. We kept talking last week about this being a one-time pay-per-view thing. And that leaves all of these other matches, which I think are are bigger um, pay-per-view types of matches, available for bigger pay-per-views. You don't blow off Finn, and you don't blow off Bray, and you don't blow off... There's a lot of stuff that you can do at bigger pay-per-views. In the meantime, Samoa Joe is very credible and very deserving of an opportunity like this. So I, I have no beef with that. I, I think I'm stupid for not thinking about that beforehand. Um, you know, I... I, I, it was a great show. It was a really, really great show, and so I'm uh, thumbs up all around. Now let's uh, start working on Money in the Bank. Okay, which yeah, which they it? did. Obviously, uh, you didn't see it, but uh, they did add some things, which we'll get to in segment two, I guess. But uh, right. yeah, yeah, they and they definitely followed up. I know you didn't see it, and I can't believe you haven't seen it on YouTube yet. The uh, the Joe. Follow up to that. I heard a ton about it. I know you sent me a text about it, dude. I just, you know. Yeah, no. Bro, it's, it's we'll, we'll, we'll get to that as soon man. as you hang up. So hang up so we can yeah. actually talk wrestling here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, don't forget, uh, again, uh, you do not tell me when to hang up because I am <laughs> the man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the first time it actually flowed, and it worked very well. I'm proud of you. Glenn Clark. <laughs> All right, so he was worthless. I don't know why we really had him <laughs> on this show at all. But you know what? It's good good for him. We're glad he had a kid. I'm really upset he didn't name him after a wrestler or after Boy Meets World. But, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Shinsuke. Angle. Shinsuke Angle Clark, I think, has a really nice ring to it. Or even Shinsuke Angle Ron Killings Clark. Ron Killings Clark, too. Or, or, or Shinsuke Fox Clark. Shinsuke Alicia for a dude. Very mystique. Very adds, right. adds a adds a nice mystique to a kid's name when he's his name's Alicia. His name is Alicia. Yeah, that'll add some intrigue. From I like the it. ladies. I like it. I like it. But he he botched it because of course he did. Uh, I, you know, he just went with the suburban white guy name. Yep. That's just he's just you know I got a suburban white guy name too. You don't know I'm black till I show up to the interview. <laughs> Anthony Joseph Francis, when he shows up to an interview, you're and you see me, you're like, what? Who the fuck is this? So, so your resume goes on the white people pile. Absolutely there goes on go. the white people pile. You wouldn't. 
and and they wouldn't be able to put the C for colored on my application at Trump organizations until I showed up. There we go. Hey, hey, it's a benefit. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> gotta use it as you can. But uh, let, let's talk Samoa Joe here. Uh, obviously, he won the match. I I liked how he won the match uh, on Sunday, decisively yeah. choking out Finn Balor. There, I thought that was the that was the right visual. Yeah. to send into if if we're really putting the jetpacks on Samoa Joe here, making him credible. I think that was the right way to do it. You don't have him slide in for a pin. You have him choke him out and not tap out. You have him pass out in yes. the uh, Coquina and Club. I don't understand why people don't do that more because the pass out so- saves everybody. Like, the, like even if you oh, lose. Yeah, it, it doesn't make Balor look bad because he didn't tap out. He didn't tap out. They did the yep. same thing with Seth Rollins. They did this, I mean, Paul Paul Heyman tapped out, obviously, but he's not a wrestler. But you're you're not trying to make him look good. And, and, and we'll get to the Paul Heyman yeah. thing because that was, we'll talk about it right now. That was perfect. That was, if people don't know, and, and to be fair, since he's come up to the main roster, I think there's reason that people might not think of Samoa Joe as, as this. I don't know. Why? Mainly because he hasn't done that much on the main roster. I and mean, he beat the shit out of Seth Rollins consistently. He, he, well, consistently. He beat him once, and then he didn't beat up anybody for two months. He wasn't on WrestleMania. You know, he was basically kind of a peripheral figure for two months. I mean, he was beating the shit out of people working with Kevin Owens. Like, they were beating the fuck out of people. Working with Kevin Owens. Like, he never had that one moment. Like, he had on Monday, he which bro- I felt He literally where- snapped Seth Rollins' leg. Well, again, like that's he, a moment. but that was five months ago at this point. That was the moment, and he looked good. And then after that, because he was injured, because he didn't have somebody else to, you know, he actually kind of almost went 50-50 with Sami Zayn. Like, he wasn't that ruthless, complete. Basically, he wasn't that guy that we had seen 10 years ago in TNA, like in the prime of his career, the Samoan submission machine, the bulldozer, the guy you can't stop, Samoa Joe. And Monday night, when he dropped that mic, when he got in Heyman's face, when you picked up... I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That was when, oh, this is Samoa Joe. This is the Samoa Joe that the indie fans fell in love with 10 years ago. This is the guy we really we didn't see at the end of the TNA run. We saw it a little bit in NXT, but he wasn't quite as vicious as in NXT. He was, he was an ass kicker, but he wasn't vicious. I, don't know. I feel like you're mincing words here. I feel like he was very vicious and whooped a lot of people's asses but in not NXT. Like, but not menacingly like that. He, he, might, he, was, he was an ass kicker, but he wasn't like a menacing. And, and it's a slightly different thing, and you don't have to agree with me on this. But I, I think that this was this personality. This I mean, he was literally I, covered in blood fighting uh, um, Finn Balor. I mean, him and Finn Balor had literal wars together. But, but that was it. They had wars. That it was. It was a back and forth thing. It wasn't a I'm bigger than you. I'm going to kill you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Which we had seen in the past from him, but we didn't really see next because he usually was facing a guy who was about his size. Um, and, and that one segment, I was like, that finally... So you expect to see that versus Brock Lesnar? No, but I expect to see it when he's not fit. But that, <laughs> that's how you pick it up. You put him in, I can destroy anybody, So, but now when I face Brock Lesnar, I'm on that page. I, I can kill all of these guys smaller than me. Now I'm facing this, and we are going to have that war that you were talking about. And I hope... But the problem, the only problem with that is that he's not gonna, he doesn't face guys smaller than him. Seth Rollins is, I mean, height-wise is Well, height-wise, but, but he Roman looks Reigns bigger. is bigger than him. Bray Wyatt's bigger than him. Like, literally, Finn Balor was the only person in the match smaller than him. Which is, which is honestly one of the, I'm a little, if I'm looking way towards, you know, post-Great Balls of Fire, I'm a little concerned, and I'm hoping that it's not just, you know, I'm here to feed, you know, be fed to Brock, and then I kind of go back into the mix. I hope that this is... Monday was the start of something. Hey, we are going to get a mystique going around Samoa Joe, where he is, however you want to position it. I, I want this mystique to go around him. 
We'll see exactly what happens, but uh, I, I was thrilled with the way they used Joe. Yeah. That, that's basically what it comes down to. I love that. You know that that was Heyman's. I like the the idea of dropping the mic and telling you know that was all Heyman. That he I had hope actually so. he had actually he had talked about it. Kind of I remember in a Q and A, just or a one man show, whatever he was exactly doing, talking about how you know what a sleeper could get really over if you sell it in a certain way, if you really build it, and that just it was pretty much right there, kind of saying, you know. You're going to feel the life fade out of you as my arm is around. That awesome, just straight up awesome. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely awesome. And and um, what is crazier to me is that, like, I am so excited about the Samoa Joe angle because he's one of the few guys that can credibly work a 20 minute match with Brock Lesnar on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Him, Bray, Roman, Seth, Finn. Like you couldn't even get a twenty minute match out of Dean, so I can't say Dean. Right. Like, and and I hope they let him have a match. I I want a real Brock Lesnar match. I don't want this. You know, you can incorporate suplexes in, but I don't want to see the suplex city thing. I want to go back to what Brock Lesnar was, one of the great all around wrestlers. Yeah. I want to see some mat action between them because that's the thing. Samoa Joe, he can brawl with them. He can work the mat with them. He can do a lot of different things. Let them go at it. Let's see a hoss battle and just go at it for, like you said, 20 minutes. Because this is one of the rare times where you can credibly do it. Yeah. And I, I, they better do it. I think they will. I I, I don't think, <clears throat> knowing that they're feeding him up to Brock Lesnar, because there's, there's no, I mean, we said no way Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal was going to win. But there's no way that, that right. Samoa Joe's winning this. Um, because just because SummerSlam's around the corner, unless they're going to do a rematch at SummerSlam, but you know, so I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah. Un- unless again, unless it's a situation with Heyman, kind of. I mean, if I mean, now that I think about it, if you tell me that Samoa Joe chokes out Brock Lesnar, chokes out Brock Lesnar, and and you're you you're already doing a little change here because Samoa Joe is positioning himself as the heel, which presumably means they're going to position. You know, he may not actually be a face. I mean, Brock Lesnar's a face every time he well, comes out. Well, yes, he's going to get. But but they're positioning so, him. Brock Lesnar as, hasn't been booed since like six months after he beat. The but street. this time they're actually positioning him as yeah. the face in the situation. So there is some sort of change going on here. We'll see if that applies to the match and exactly how they do it and how that applies to the rest of it. So if you wanted to tell me that, especially I mean, after... I, I feel like Brock Lesnar's been positioned as the face since he won the title. Because if you remember, he, the first person he was going to face was looked like Braun Strowman. Because Braun Strowman took out uh, Roman Reigns. And it was we were all thinking that this was building to Braun Brock. Right, which would mean that. Oh, so after Brock, after he won the title, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's hard to say he's positioned because he hasn't been on TV yeah, since. But I was just saying that the few times yeah. he was, that that's what it, that's what it looked like. But yeah, I, it's gonna be good. I, I can't wait for that match. I, 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 I'm excited for that. Oh, match. I, I am too. I think that should be a great match. I think that it also opens up the possibility of other match. As Glenn said, because Joe, you can put Bray against. You know, we could have said Finn, but it seems more like Rollins, which I yeah. think makes more makes more sense right now. I, I like that idea. Um, I don't know what exactly you do with Finn. That's the one concern in all of this. I think, I think you're going to see Roman Braun. I think Braun's going to return before Great Balls of Fire. I think you might see Roman Finn. Or Roman Finn. I, I, I th- wouldn't. And I think that you, one of them is going to end up turning. And I think... I could see a situation. I where think it would be Finn in I, that case, but maybe I, I Finn Finn with the Balor Club. Finn with the Balor Club or Roman with the Balor Club. I mean, that would be awesome. Finn I just I, I just don't buy they would do it. I mean, Finn's hot, man. I, Finn is a in more and, than one way. And here's and we talked about it before, but here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. 
that were you guys are overlooking with the fact Finn's a good looking white guy. Yep. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> and, overlooking that. And because of that, he's white hot. The fans love Finn. He's a good looking. He's shredded. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like he's Finn, no. If, 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 if he, he was, if he was if, four inches taller, he'd be Vince McMahon's wet dream. Correct. Um, but you know, Roman is the poster child at the moment, and I that feud is going to be. I think that's the feud that we're going to see, and I think it's going to lead to Braun. Roman, Finn, I I think you could potentially see a Braun, Roman, Finn triple threat match at Great Balls of Fire for the number one contendership. That's reasonable. I could I could absolutely see that. Um, and then that would solve what to do with Finn Balor, because right now I'm not, you know, it, right, it's just not clear right now what they're going to do with Finn Balor. There's a number of things they could do, and that's definitely one of them. I also wanted to say this. So I was talking to the Hardys on, um, on Friday, and when we talked... I asked them like what their what their plans were, you know, after they lose the titles, um, and I didn't even say like lose the titles, but right. it was clear that because I f- assumed they were going to lose, and they did. Yep. Um, and they were like, "Well, we don't know anymore." But when we first got here, their initial plan was to have Jeff eventually go over to SmackDown and get a singles run as Jeff Hardy, and have Matt be, be broken. broken Matt. By Bray Wyatt. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. They, they, you know, that they love Jeff. They, they really have always, lo- maybe not always, but since '03, they've loved yeah, Jeff yeah, Hardy yeah. Um, as a singles guy, probably even more than a tag specialist. Yes. Um, also, last weekend up at uh, Wizard World Philly, I was watching a panel that they did, and he pretty much said, Matt said straight out, uh, you know, you never know for sure, but it's happening sooner. I, I think is someone asked, "Are you broken right now?" My condition is contained, but I can guarantee you it, it won't be contained for long. <laughs> Something along those lines. I love him. Um, so, Yo, and yeah. they're, they're big. Like, they're way bigger. Like, when I got a picture with them, they're actually much bigger than I ever thought they were. Like, yeah. I, I thought because, you know, they're, tip, they're high-flying tag team. Like, Jeff's like 6'2". Yeah. Like, Matt's like 6'1", 6 foot. I thought they might be like 5'11", 5'10". They're, low. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. big dudes. Oh, yeah. And... I think that, you know, I'd love to see Brother Nero, Broken Matt, and yeah. I'd like to see them together before breaking up. You know, maybe you have them feud, or maybe that's what you do. You have them feud, and that's how you separate them. So I'd like something to do together before they break up. But that makes a lot of sense, too, because you really don't need Brother Nero. You don't need Brother Nero. I do think it helps the package, just because like, I don't trust them to push Matt on his own, while I would trust them if it was Matt and Jeff together. Yeah. But that being said, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to push Jeff over to SmackDown. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else coming off of there? We talked about a little bit about the the title, the women's title match. Alexa went over. I, like I said, I was surprised by that. I still think Bailey should have gotten at least you know a couple swings in with the kendo stick. It was weird she didn't. Not the worst thing in the world. Um, then they clearly need to rethink what exactly what they're doing with Bailey because I think Sunday night I showed think, that. I, th- I think that it's clear what they're doing with Bailey. They're doing with Bailey what you guys all bitched and complained about they didn't do with Bailey. Right. It's so, it doesn't make sense to me. Everyone bitches and complains. Well, Bailey comes up and she wins the title. What kind of baby face is that? That's not who she was in NXT. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so then she gets dominated in a match by a champion and people go, well, I, she was supposed to do better than that. I can't believe that. Like, no, dude, you can't have it both ways. You have to... Like, if you want the Bailey that you say you want, the lovable loser Bailey, right. she has to and, and, lose matches right. like and, that and, this is- and consistently lose matches for at least another couple months until she starts to build the, right. like you say, Rocky Three Bailey right. situation. You know what I'm saying? That's and that's the thing. If, they are press- if that's them press starting to press the reset button and going back, good. 
good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy. Um, it, it shows that they're aware of what's going on and they're at least concerned about what just happened on Sunday because that's the first time I think she's ever been booed under the WWE banner or NXT. I don't think she was booed. Oh, she was booed loudly. Like, it was half and half. We could hear boo. I don't I know didn't how I hear any boos at all. Oh, I heard that. a lot of boos. I didn't hear boos for Bailey. I heard cheers for Alexa. No, no, I, I heard boo. And if it was just cheers for Alexa, I, I, I wouldn't have been concerned at all because, you know, that's happened in the past. She, when she was feeding with Asuka, Asuka got cheered. But there were clear boos for Bailey, both when she showed up uh, in her backstage interview and then when she came out. You yeah, could, I didn't hear any of those. Uh, we, I, maybe it was our side of it for whatever reason, but we could hear clear. And, and from getting on Twitter... People could hear it on camera or on the broadcast. So that that was surprising. It was odd. Um, Alexa winning, no-brainer there. I like how they're setting it up where I don't know if it's a full Nia face turn. And to have the other people involved I think really helps that. So you don't necessarily have to fully turn Nia heel or turn Nia face. Um, so you have a little bit of a buffer there. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to – I think this is going to build to – uh, Naya at Great Balls of Fire working a great match. I don't think she's going to get the belt, though. I think that at this point, it's Sasha Alexa at SummerSlam. I, I think that makes sense. I think that... And I don't think... I mean, you could throw Naya in there if you wanted, but I think that the match people want to see on Raw from the women's division is Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss, period. Yeah, unless unless they're still holding on to Sasha Bailey, that's the... Yeah, that's absolutely the match there. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, a couple things from Raw. You still have the the thing with Enzo and Cass, which yep. took that interesting turn. I don't know. I, I my my hunch is still it's Cass. Uh, it seems most likely right now that it's Cass. Uh, but they did you know plant the seeds. I do like how they keep showing the revival in the back. Yeah, nice little detail there. And and it could be anybody. They could pull a swerve on us. They're they're doing that really nicely. I think. And and I think it'll eventually be the revival. I I don't think that you can. <laughs> I don't want to see Cass by himself. I don't. Like, everybody that boos Enzo, you're an idiot. Like, Enzo is fantastic. Who you think Cass is writing those lines? You think that you think that Enzo's coming up with all this dope material on himself and then being like, hey, Cass, you know, what do you think is going to work well here? No, he's giving him those lines. Like, Enzo is the driving force behind that. You don't... You don't want to fuck that up. No, I don't want to fuck that up. No one wants to fuck it up. But they see the writing on the wall that Vince sees Cass and sees him as a single star. Like I, I would. It's that's Vince for. But you. yeah, but I don't. But he might be a single star in the future. But who's he going to get? He going to get a spot over Roman? He going to get a spot over Brock? He going to get a spot over Finn? He ain't going nowhere. I I don't disagree with anything <laughs> you're saying. But has that ever really mattered? He ain't, he going to get a spot over Dean? Like, well, he might get a spot over Dean. Fuck no. Fuck no. They've been building Elias Sampson like for the last couple of weeks, and then Dean comes out and just disposes of him on Monday. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, Dean, Dean is going to be yeah, a that, top. that was a weird thing about the pay-per-view. Elias just coming out and playing the song and nothing happening. Yeah. Weird. But, I mean, I guess it was effective. Guy, you know, yeah. you, you just build up the booze. It's fine. Yeah, it, it, it works booed, out. And we booed the shit out of him. Yep. I didn't boo him because I've always liked Elias Sampson. I've come on this show multiple times and said I like Elias Sampson. He can work. I don't know. People pretend I mean, he I, can't work. See, I, I enjoy booing him just because... He is such that hateable heel, and I, I I like that character, and I'm going to boo along with it because he's one of the few guys. He got – you weren't there because you – I can't remember what you were – I think you were at school or whatever, that NXT show up in Philly. He got bigger boos than Eva Marie, so that puts him over to me. If, if a heel can get bigger <laughs> boos than Eva Marie, I want to keep that going. I don't want to see him getting cheered. True respect, respect. Um, the, the other big question, of course, is what's going on with Kurt Angle? 
uh, a couple things. Obviously, there's the the text thing. Obviously, it's something with Stephanie McMahon, or it's going to end up with Stephanie McMahon coming yeah. back. We don't know exactly what the deal is. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how that changes Angle because you have you have a scenario now with Dean Ambrose. Angle came up, said, you have to leave. I'm telling you, I'm ordering, and he didn't leave. Hypothetically, that should lead to some ramifications. We'll see if, you know, how that intertwines with whatever's going on on the phones. It's an interesting thing, and, and mysteries are good sometimes. Just yeah. like with Enzo and Cass, mysteries can be good. We we think we have an idea of where it's sort the of going. The old it. Yep. As, as long as, again, as long as there's a payoff, you know, we don't care that much. And the payoff eventually is going to probably lead to Stephanie McMahon. Good. She, you know, her coming back is fine. What if it's Vince? <gasps> or Vince, you know. <laughs> Could you imagine Vince getting like uh like a consistent TV spot as like the not ge- not general manager obviously, but as himself the, the overseer, the authority figure. Yeah, the the authority of authority figures. Like we haven't seen that since when? Uh it's been a little while. It's been a little while. And uh, it would be um, it would be so that would be the perfect thing to do at this time of year when usually ratings drop. Yeah. It would, I, I think, and they've done that. USA has asked for Vince in the past, or more of the McMahons in the past when ratings have dropped a couple falls ago. That was kind of the authority thing. The reason yeah. that that started in the beginning was USA was just like, we want Triple H, we want Stephanie on our TV because uh, as the McMahons and as some of the networks believe, all WWE is it, it's the story of the McMahons. There's yeah. actually a thought process, and and there's some truth to it. That they're they're the cornerstones of this story. Yeah, there are other side stories, but at its core, WWE is about the McMahons. We need the McMahons on here, and there there is truth to it. I, I hope it wouldn't. I hope it doesn't get it's too absolutely convoluted. true. Yeah, I hope it doesn't get too convoluted, too ridiculous. The biggest story in the history of the business is is the, Vince and Stone Cold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I think I think the idea of Vince coming in is interesting because you also have so you have. Angle kind of, you know, doing some things that seem a little bit weird, getting in uh, people's faces, both yeah. good and bad way. And you have the same thing going on with Shane over on SmackDown. So I could absolutely see Vince coming in saying, you know what, you guys aren't getting the job done. You guys are on probation. I'm going to constantly be here, be the overseer, some sort of storyline yeah, like that. I can, I can see it for sure. Uh, anything else from Raw? Uh, no, that's, that's, that's enough. That's enough. Yep. That's enough. All right, when we come back in, we'll talk uh, SmackDown and whatever else we have to wrap up as far as the WWE branch goes. Uh, Glenn on the line, off the line right now. And, of course, AJ Francis. I'm Aaron Oster. This is Jobbing Out. Baltimore, it's time. Time for major golf. Time for golf's legends. Time to get up close and see it live. Get your tickets to see legends like John Daly, Colin Montgomery, and three-time defending champion Bernard Langer at this year's Constellation Senior Players, July 11th through 16th at prestigious Cave Valley Golf Club. Tickets start at only $20 and kids get in free. Visit csbgolf.com to learn more today. Hey, this is Stan the Fan, the old wily veteran of Baltimore baseball talk. While my fastball might not sit at 95 miles per hour anymore, we'll get by talking baseball just the same. Every Saturday morning from 10 to 12, Craig Heist will be co-hosting most weeks, and together, our baseball Rolodexes will provide you, the listeners, with some compelling talk about the national pastime, the teams you like to root for, and all the machinations going on within the 2017 baseball season. That's the Battle Round, every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Listen here or see us on Facebook Live. 
a new summer menu with two great new items at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. First up, the Smokehouse Barbecue Bacon Sandwich. It's Chick-fil-A's signature grilled chicken and new bacon glazed in a brown sugar pepper blend. Served on a Hawaiian-style bun with Colby Jack cheese, green leaf lettuce, and a zesty Smokehouse Barbecue Sauce that's crafted specifically for the sandwich. They also have the Watermelon Mint Lemonade. You can get it as a regular or a diet lemonade. It's got all-natural watermelon and mint flavors, and it's complimentary to the Smokehouse Barbecue Sandwich. Get the Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. Tell Steve Pavlowski we said hello, and get there before August 19th, because these items are available for a limited time only. Latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Rich Dubroff profiles Orioles first base coach Wayne Kirby, who is wildly popular among fans. Ravens beat writer Bo Smoka breaks down their roster, post-NFL draft, and much more. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Oh, Lana's back. Lana's back. Lana's back. I'm Aaron Oster here alongside the main event, AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. And, and what else would we come back in with? Because Lana is back. Lana's amazing. Lana's back. First things first, Lana is great. Second of all, I'm surprised that they didn't get rid of that, her accent. I don't know why WWE pretends like people don't, like people from England. When they leave England with their English accent, if they live in America for, I guess at this point, Rusev's been around for at least five years. So if when they leave for five years, they lose at least some of their accent. It happens to people. I lived in Florida for three years, and now I say things that are Florida uh, terms and slang, and people up here in Maryland are like, what are you saying? Same thing when I go down to Florida, and even though I didn't grow up in D.C., but I, I was in high school in D.C., and then I played in college with a bunch of guys from D.C., so I think say things like Mo and Jai Like and all types of D.C. slang, and people are like, how do you get that? You're not even from D.C. I'm like, man, I just spent so much time around D.C. people. It happens, WWE. Let's let it happen. But I digress. Yeah, I mean, my, my only thought process on that would be that maybe they're unsure about this and they're thinking – Okay, if we keep her accent, then when Rusev comes back and we want to inevitably put them back together, okay, she can just be the ravishing Russian again, and we don't have to explain yeah. why her accent comes and goes. Yeah, but. and I don't get, I don't get why people have a problem with her getting this title match. Naomi asked for the match. She's the champion. She said, I want to fight her. I will put my title on the line. Literally, that's all you have to, that's all the work you need to do. Yeah, I mean, period. There were, you know, Shane has pretty much established you don't have to win to get a title shot or to get a shot at a title shot because, you know, Jinder got in the match without winning at all. So that's saying, you know, for him to all of a sudden say, hey, you need to win to get a shot out of the shot, that that was kind of weird coming out of there. So, yeah, but if Naomi asked for it, I, I think that if I'm the people in the, the women in the Money in the Bank match in character, I'm a little annoyed that I'm not getting a shot at the title because I worked hard for it and Lana just walked in and got the shot at the title. So if you want to make a story a storyline out of that, I got no problem because in in character they should all be pissed off right now that they all have a one in five to get a shot at the title. But and, the, but but the thing is, money in the bank. The 
The reason why they shouldn't be pissed is because, honestly, a shot in the Money in the Bank match is truly a shot at the title. Equal to just a flat out title shot. But again, it's a one in a five shot versus a a one. Oh, you're right. It's a one in a five shot, but in a one on one match, you can lose by disqualification or count out and not. I mean, you could win by disqualification or count out and not win the title. Uh, At the same exact time, like, you have to actually beat that person who's in the match and is the champion. And you don't know what kind of stipulation you're going to have in that match. With the, and guess what? When you have to go in that match, guess what you got to do with the champ? You got to fight a champ that hasn't fought the whole day. You got to fight a rested champ. Meanwhile, if you scratch and claw and win the money in the bank right. ladder match, you can fight the champ when they have oh, yeah. their leg blown off. Obviously, having the briefcase <laughs> is better than having a shot. Which, by the way, I also thought it wouldn't have been a terrible idea. Put Naomi in the money in the bank match. There's no reason why no, she. Can... No, I don't like that. I, I kind of like it just because they. Put... I get the idea, but I don't like that. And you know, it keeps her. I think it would have been fun just to have that storyline in there of Naomi having a chance to basically a block the money in the bank and then. I kind of like the idea of the Money in the Bank uh, holder also being the champ because then you have that dynamic there. Okay, the person loses. So do they cash it in immediately while the person's celebrating? Do they hold on for a little while? I think it, anything that adds a new dynamic yeah, that, to things. That could be something that I, I could see them doing in the future. That would be a cool little For the first women's add, one. But, but for A, the first women's one. Yeah. And B, I think that they should probably do that with the men first to see what that how that shapes out. Strictly because we don't know, we don't know anything about how the women's one's going to work yet. You know, like women don't have mat. Like a lot of women's matches aren't as long as the men's matches, and they're not as intense. Like John Cena got cashed in after an elimination chamber match. Right. He was literally blood gushing from his face. Yep. Like women don't get those opportunities. Like even the uh, even when they do, like the kendo stick match. Right. That like if you cash it on Alexa, then she. She'd beat, beat your ass with a kind of like, she, you know yeah. what I'm I mean, granted, it would probably be a situation where they come from behind and yeah, thwack yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. But yes, no, absolutely, you know, it's, so it's not exactly the same kind of I, dynamic. I would, I would, I would like to, I would like to have the first one be just uh, traditional. See how they use it, and I, I pray they don't use it the same night. I hate when they use it. the oh, same Oh, I, I agree with you. It's it's a great storyline prop. Let it go. Let it breathe a little bit. You yes. know, sometimes it does make sense. Last yes. year it made sense, and you know, as far as the storyline goes, it made perfect sense. At the same time, I, I moaned for the next two months. Man, wouldn't it be great to have the briefcase floating around here? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh, it, but also, also that women's briefcase looks, oh, looks great. Um, it's the best one they've ever done. Better than the gold. Better than the red. Better than the blue. Period. It is the best one they've ever done. It is sick. It, it looks great. <laughs> There's no denying that. It looks- and I'm so happy they went with white and not pink. Yeah, they, it wasn't pink. It didn't have a butterfly on yes. it. Like, there was God. nothing. You know, it was it was different without being overly feminine. Yes. Good. Wonderful. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, what else did we have on Sunday night? We Or Sunday night. I'm still thinking about Extreme Rules here. What else did we have on Tuesday night? Um, fashion Files aren't going away. Good. Awesome. Wonderful. It was the best edition of the Fashion Files yet, period. Don't. It don't at me. I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> this was the best one they've ever done. Their jokes. Well, first of all, it was just the the, the fashion police part and the board. The board was amazing. Oh my <laughs> god, Michael Hayes. Oh, well, my, Kidman. Kidman. Oh my god. Here's looking at you, kid. Man. God. Just great. Just. I love. Tw- uh, Kidman went on Twitter after and he said. <laughs> Wait, I'm being investigated. Aren't there a statute of limitations for that sort of thing? <laughs> That's amazing. So, like, when they went, they they're just so great. And that their segment alone 
was just so much better. I mean, was on par of anyone they've ever done. Then when you throw like the random, I thought the segment was over. And then the New Day's walking in the hallway. And I was like, oh, that was a great segment. I'm glad they did that. Blah, blah, blah. Then the New Day walks in and now everything's black and white. And oh, then yeah. the New Day says, how do we get black and white? And we're black and, and white. white. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, then they pull the rompems out of uh, out of Big E's uh, unitard, and they he goes, "Hey, don't touch that! No, what are you doing? Not, not that! Not that!" I was dying, bro. I was literally laughing out loud. I was I was crying. I, I, let, let's put it. It was a comedy segment, and the New Day were the straight men in it. Like, how wild is that? It's amazing. That that has that ever happened before? Probably not. I don't think probably that, not. Like, there's never been a gimmick that that could ever ever actually work with. It, it was it was great, and you know what? I, I I'm still in concern that they kind of flowed out of you know credibility title because there's not many heel teams for them to fight with. You know, it'll either be the Colognes or the Ascension every night. But if you keep going until you have something for them, like for the next month. But that's what I'm thinking. That's what I think. They don't even need to wrestle for the right. Next and month. that's the thing. I don't think you can do it forever because then you kind of. I think they lose their credibility as wrestlers a little bit. But if it's for another month or so, just keep them in. I, here's what I think. Around. Here's what I think is going to work out. I think that they're going to find out. And by the way, do we all? Do you know who the girl is? Like, remember when they showed the girl in the, the silhouette of the woman from uh, last week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know who it is? I don't know. Okay, well, if you really look at the silhouette, it's Summer Rae. Okay, good. Like, if you really pay attention to the uh, Good. To the, good. <laughs> to the silhouette. It better be. It's Summer Rae. Summer Rae needs to be back on my television. <laughs> good. I mean, I, I, mean uh, I might be wrong. They might have that silhouette. But if you really look at, pull up the picture and look at the silhouette, it's, it's Summer Rae. They might use a different girl eventually, right. but it's Summer Rae in the, in good. the silhouette. Good. So I think that the, what they're going to do is they're going to spend the next month f- looking and finding out who that is. With these little vignettes backstage, they're going to find out who it is for the next month, and that'll give the Usos and the New Day enough time to work. I think the New Day is going to—I mean, the Usos are going to win, but they're going to win cheap, and then they're going to find a way to put the Fashion Police Please. in the match for a Battleground. Uh, uh, well, yes, I no, no, that's not what I was going to say. I forgot about Battleground. What I was going to say is have them in the match, um, the New Day at Battleground, maybe lose cheap again, or maybe the Usos win. Uh, or maybe the New Day wins cheap, however you want to yeah. do it. But I think that you're going to give this enough time to breathe, and I think that's going to be a triple threat match at, at SummerSlam. The Fashion Police, the New Day, and the Usos. Yeah, I just in, in the meantime, as they're doing that, they just have to make sure that the Fashion Police wrestle every now and then. You know, maybe yes, you bring out sure. a job or team or whatever sure. you have to. You just have to make sure that we're not going too far to the comedy and forget the fact that yes. these guys can wrestle. Yes, absolutely. And I've said this on Twitter, and I had so many people retweet me, and, and it was true. Who would have ever thought that it's a tag team division that has she- a red-hot Sheamus and Cesaro, the Hardy Boys, Enzo and Cass, um, the Revival, all these great teams, and guess what? They're the secondary tag team division. To three teams. The Usos, the New Day, and the Fashion Police are the three best teams working today in tag team wrestling. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I mean, they're, they're all great. I, they, it, would, it would be nitpicking. Who, who would you put over any of them? I, I mean, you're who's saying, you're who's saying, done better work than those three? In, in WWE? Yes. Um, I mean, you could make uh, the revival. You could make the case. Obviously, they're injured right now. Okay, but... so not them. Literally. Oh, oh you're, saying, you're saying today. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, it, <laughs> yes, today at this exact moment in time. You're right, fine. Yeah, okay. I have no problem with that yeah, one. They're the three best teams okay. in wrestling today. Yep. Like they're, they are working the crazy, like the fashion files every week is yes. the best part of SmackDown. Yes. 
the new day, the I, and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes absence does not make the heart grow fonder, but it absolutely worked here. with the new yes. day. The new day came back just as hot, yep. hotter than they were when they left. Yep. And and they came back, and their jokes are still funny. People remember how great the new day is. Yep. And the Usos, the, the Usos U- are great. The Uso Penitentiary is my is like I what I love most about how they're using the Usos right now is that every week. The Usos, whoever they're with, the Fashion Police, um, the New Day, doesn't matter. They'll that group will have a great match and a great segment beforehand, and then afterwards, the Usos literally won't work a match. They'll just come out out from out back with the belts, and they'll give a five minute promo, and it'll be like establish them as dude. We're the badass dudes that run this division. There's nothing you can do with us. And they're f- like, they were funny this week, too. When they got on Xavier's shoes, I was crying laughing, dude. I'm so excited for the SmackDown Tag Team Division. I just, I hope the Usos keep the belts till SummerSlam. If, best case scenario, I want the Usos to have the belts till SummerSlam and have it be a triple threat match between the Fashion Police and the uh, New Day and the Usos, be, and then have the Usos drop them at SummerSlam. But, Either one of those, I would be like, yeah. like I would want the fashion police, police to win just to get the run. Yes, just yeah. to get the run. But at the same time, like if the new day won, there, no one's complaining. Exactly, about the new day like yep. it would be crazy. So it's like, like no matter what, it would be the best case scenario for both. Uh, I'm so excited for that, man. Yep. Uh, SmackDown addressed one of our concerns: the whole Mojo Raleigh thing. We yes. thought was getting a little awkward. They addressed it. I thought that. If I'm nitpicky here, Shane saying you have to beat the champ to get a shot at Money in the Bank is a little weird, but they, you know, they they erase that by just having Mahal beat the crap out of Mojo. Jinder looks great. The the full entrance with the Singh brothers doing the entrance, awesome. Yes. And you know now you can't you don't have that loose end of hey Mojo beat the champ he should be getting getting a title shot. Now. Hey um, guess what? What are you ready to admit that you're wrong? We'll see. We'll see what the numbers are. Are, are you ready to admit you're wrong? Because. The week before Jinder Mahal won. Yes. 2.16. Yes. 2.3. And, and then you said out of your mouth yes. that ratings I said, are going to be. We're going to see what the ratings do. And yes. the ratings are why yes. Jinder Mahal is bad for WWE. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. So then after he won the title, 2.33. 2. And then 2.34. And then 2.35. Don't cheat my man. He, he rounded up. It was, it was 2.346 or whatever. Yeah. 2.35. Okay. It fine. went up again. It's basically the same. Yes, they have not gone down. You are absolutely correct. They and have not guess, gone down. And so are you willing to admit that you're wrong? I'm not willing to admit I'm wrong oh yet. Oh, my I, I, God. I, well, you're no, the worst. I, wa- I do want to I uh, see if they get back up to where they were back in December or back in January. Have I, they ever done that in the summer? In the summer? Again, we, we can't quite tell, but I want to see it get back Why to where it was tell? in December. You can just look at the ratings from past years. But as you pointed out the, the first time, it is the first time it's been a brand split in many, many years, so you mm-hmm. can't re- and no one wanted to watch it before. I want to see it go back to where it was in December. That's all. I want to see it go back to but, where it was. But that doesn't mean anything. Sure, it I does. Just, they, it, was, it was pretty much from, from November through March. It was the slight tick up in March, but from November through until like the Mania run, it was pretty stable at about like 2.8 or so. Well, that's around. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you can just still look at the ratings from past years and see if the, the spring ratings of the late spring, early summer ratings were as good as the uh, the the fall ratings that you're talking about of that year. Like, yeah, there weren't a brand split, so you can compare. Like, if it was 1.8 and 1.8 or 1.6. Well, okay, but I guess here's here's the question. If if it's normally getting, like, hypothetically here, I'm not I'm not saying this is the case, but hypothetically, let's say SmackDown from there was getting a 4, and now all of a sudden it's a 2. 
but in past years it's been at 1.5 because there wasn't a brand split. That wouldn't be fair to say, oh, look back, at that was a 1.5 there, it's a 2. Clearly there's something different going on if they're losing half their audience. I'm not saying that's the case, but it, that's why you can't really compare what? to past years. What are you talking about? Look, so what I'm saying is there is going to be an inflation compared to past years because SmackDown is relevant now. It is a different brand. I didn't before. say that there wasn't. You didn't hear what I said. Okay. What I said was your whole point is I wanted to go back to the ratings from November through March. Oh, yeah. Well, you can still look at the ratings from November through March from three years ago and see if those ratings are oh. in comparison to the March to the late oh, oh, so, summer, so yeah. late spring, early summer ratings yeah. of that yes. year. Oh, okay. Generally, yes. There was the like December to summer tend, tend to be about the same. There was no like in, in play like you know we always get the mania bump so there, there's no weird mania bump typically a, the summer and december are about the same same numbers uh in the same calendar year generally obviously there's some years where there's just a super hot angle going on or whatever but in general yeah besides the i would love to see where you got this information because i'm pretty sure you're just making this up okay you can you can go back we can go through it and look we, we, month by month and you know what before before next i will go back and i will look uh, and look year by year and see how they compare t- between summer and December or however exactly. Please look at every year post-2010. 2010 through 2016. Okay. Please. For SmackDown, I will. For okay. SmackDown. I will. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going back to gender right now. Uh, gender gender Mahal is great for business because ratings are going up. <laughs> okay, rating, rating ratings are going 2000 up 2,000 or 20,000 or whatever it is. Uh-huh, yeah. And after going up 200,000 the week yes. before. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. so that means they've gone up 230,000 since, yes. but two, still, since but he won still, the belt. But it's still far below what it was at its average, correct? Yes, because yes. it's summer, and everyone loses ratings in the summer, which is why every major television show that we watch had its season finale, finale. already. Though there's no season finale in WWE. It's, it doesn't work perfectly, but okay, moving past that, I was trying to praise Jinder here before you jumped out. I'm just, I just that wanted to let you know you're the fucking worst still. Fair enough. Continue. Okay, continue. Um, they they wrapped up the Mojo thing. Great, wonderful, and um, you know I don't know if the 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 Orton interview again. I don't know if I like it quite as much. You know the the whole all all of these old guys are rooting for me. Like, why are all the old guys rooting for you? I don't quite understand that, but whatever. It, it is what it is. We're getting you know because he's a legend. It, it, but is that what, just because he's a legend and Jinder isn't? So legends all automatically root for legends and don't root for upstart guys. Same reason why every old basketball player will say Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. Well, there, there's other reasons for that, but I mean, not to me. But there's, there are, there's. But okay, but then, then say that's the reason. Say that that you know they want me. They want me to be the standard bearer here. They don't want gender and and make sure that it's very clear that it's for for whatever reason because right now i don't know specifically what the reason is like we can speculate i could also say because he's white yeah you could yeah i mean <laughs> it is america in 2017 it is america like that's like, i just I, I want them to clarify you keep you keep saying all of these people are rooting like, for. i him. don't assume that that's what they're saying but be mainly- but that's, i don't assume that's what they're saying either but it's as good of an interpretation as any other based on specifically yeah. what they've given and us. And they know the, they know their audience. They know there's they have a very big rural audience in professional wrestling. So I mean I could see your point there. Um so anything else from SmackDown? Obviously we saw Shinsuke go over cleanly go cleanly over Owens. Interest. I, I was I was surprised they had this match uh right here. Yes, I thought that was gonna be off till SummerSlam. But I mean that makes me think that that they're definitely working that angle. And yeah. I think I think that how many more pay per views do they have before SummerSlam? They have Money in the Bank and Battleground. Oh, both 
Well, both, both are SmackDown. Both, Battlegrounds at both? SmackDown is Money in the Bank, and then SmackDown is Battleground. And then Raw is Great Balls of Fire, and that's it. So, oh, okay. I got so, so, so each Raw and SmackDown have a July pay-per-view, and then it's SummerSlam. Okay. All right, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I I could see Shinsuke versus Kevin Owens being the feud of the summer, with it culminating at uh, SummerSlam. Yep. I, I think the only question is Cena. Where where does is Cena going after Jinder? Is he going after Owens? That's the big I question think, there. You guys, people want to talk shit about Roman. <laughs> you want to talk shit about Roman? You think John Cena? If the options are John Cena comes back? To oh, work. I I believe it's Jinder. <laughs> I know. I know. Glenn was believing that it was because of the Face of America thing. But there again, they, there has to be a reason they're battering down this USA thing. You know, Glenn was expressing his you know he wasn't happy with it. But that's a reason to do it, because you want to put that in there and have Captain America come in and take the title back. Yeah, that is very true. And he, they, I mean, they do have a history of John Cena coming back to take the U.S. title from a red-hot heel. So mm-hmm. uh, I could see it either way. I just, uh, that's just the I'm just pretty sure it's going to end up being gender. I think that's what's going to come I out. I think it makes more sense. I think that what you're setting up with Owens, whether it's Nakamura, whether it's AJ, wherever, whatever direction you want to go there, I think that's more important not to interrupt that. You know, it's crazy to say that the U.S. title picture is more set and more important than the world title picture. But I think in this specific... I mean, the only only reason I could see them not going with uh, Cena versus Jinder is if the end goal is to establish AJ Styles as the guy. As the guy. And if that's what you want to do, then AJ Styles' gender makes a whole lot of sense. And no one's complaining about that because AJ got the title again. And Jinder's going to actually get booed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, against AJ Styles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, against AJ Styles, no question about that one. He's going to get booed. I I, I will say, if it is Cena, Jinder, in Philadelphia in July, that's going to be a real interesting crowd. I'm going to be very curious. No, it won't won't be an interesting crowd at all. They're going to be cheering for Jinder Mahal. Well, that's... I'm I'm curious to see (laughs) how... It's not going to be interesting at all. It's going to be very predictable. They're going to boo John Cena. I'm trying to be be political here. And, you know, I'm being the WWE. This is a wild crowd here. You never know what to expect in Philadelphia. No, you know exactly. <laughs> what the, they say that you know exactly what the fuck to expect. If you ever hear WWE, you don't know what you're ex- gonna expect <laughs> here. Oh yeah. my god! And that reminds me. Okay, Baltimore, we need to have a talk. You guys pissed me the fuck off beach balls. on Sunday. Who the fuck brought those beach balls? At least they stopped quickly. I, I was, uh, so they got them quickly. The guy behind me was literally going, "We want beach balls." And I said, "Shut the Shut. fuck yeah. up." It was it was a great crowd. Otherwise, I was I, that was the most packed I've seen that place for a wrestling. Bro, it was event. sold out. I know that's the thing. It was sold out. It, I was the, it was the first time they'd sold out. I think that arena since uh, when we went in 2011. I don't even. I feel like even TLC. that had a couple sections tarped off, or a few more sections tarped off. I don't. I don't remember for sure, but I feel like it did because I was. I was commenting that this is the first time I can remember that I didn't see a tarped off section. So that was awesome. Thirteen thousand strong. That was that was great. Great crowd, except for the fucking beach balls. Yep, and. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a good time, man. I'm, I'm so glad that we got to do it for sure. Yep. All right, we're going to come back in. Hopefully we'll have a guest. If not, we will uh, talk, hit on a couple other things and wrap it up. I'm Aaron Oster. He is the main event. This is Dropping Out. 
Hey, it's Nick Ashew. It's Tim Murray. And we're back now with Press Box Online every Tuesday. Game time with Tim and Nick. So, similar name. Very similar name. A lot of the same content. Well, we'll change that content up, you know. We'll stay with the times, obviously. But we're still going to yell at each other. Oh, I'll push your buttons whenever we want. You always do. We're yeah. like an old married couple. Every Tuesday, subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud, Press Box Online, Game Time with Tim and Nick. Find Game Time under the podcast tab at PressBoxOnline.com or on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now through May 31st, Full Circle Tyron Auto is running a special to support the Joppatown Lions achieve their dreams of helping the community receive free eye exams for people ages six months and up. Full Circle Tyron Auto is giving away free brake pads with all brake repairs. Again, you only pay the labor, and 10% of all repairs will be donated. A set of four new tires means $30 donated to the Joppatown Lions to help them achieve their dreams. That's at Full Circle Tire and Auto, 1304 Governor's Court, Unit 110 in Abingdon. You can give them a call, 410-676-CARS. That's 410-676-2277. Or find them on Facebook by searching Full Circle Tire and Auto. It's where I take my vehicle when I need repairs. Full Circle Tire and Auto. Give them a call today. Welcome back into Jobbing Out. I'm Aaron Oster. Unfortunately, AJ had to walk out the door. Who knows what? And Glenn's still at the hospital. And normally when AJ leaves, I say, you know, it's hard to fill the void that he leaves, him being an NFL defensive tackle. But in this case, I think I did it pretty well. A man who's almost 7 foot tall, 300 pounds, big Sean Studd, the MCW champion, joins me now. Sean, how you doing, man? I'm doing really well, man. I appreciate being on the show. Thanks for reaching out to me. Absolutely. Sean, of course, is going to be part of MCW Slamboree. He is leading a ten in a, a team in a 10-man tag match, the other team featuring Stevie Richards and Jack Swagger and Johnny Crabkicks, of course, lead him. Just, just tell me the truth. Even though he's on crutches and everything, you're going to send Johnny Crabkicks through a table, right? You're going to do that for us? I'm sending, him through, I'm sending him through a table, and let me put this on the record. Let it be noted that MCW has to bring in names compete with the star power that is Sean Studd. They just they have to do it. They just have to keep putting names in front of me. Last time it was Ryback, now it's Jack Swagger and Stevie Richards. You know what what's who's it, next? It, it does seem like who's next. You're just running through all the opposition, but what's it like to get to uh face all of these guys whether they're coming off of uh WWE or they're they're legends from the past. What what's that like for you? It's awesome, man, because it, it's such a learning experience being in the ring with these guys. Because they're so they're so good at this craft of professional wrestling, and you know you think you know it, you think you're starting to get it, and then you get in the ring with Ryback, and he's talking to you, you know, leading the whole match, calling kind of everything on the fly, and you're just like, wow, you're like, <laughs> you know, you think you're good until you, you until you have someone call it on the fly with you in the whole match, and you're just like, man, that that's that's impressive, and the fact that I'm able to be led by them shows that I'm a good I'm a good student, and uh, you know I'm. I was trained by Booker T, so I feel like we were kind of taught the right way, and um, and that that kind of translates into the ring. And with Ry- like guys like Ryback and Jack Swagger, these guys that were in WWE for so long, I'm able to like take good directions from them and really listen to what they tell me to do and execute it. Yeah. And I, I believe that's 
purely because I was trained by Booker T. Now talk about that. That whole Booker T thing is interesting because you met him for the first time at an MCW event not even three years ago, right? Exactly, yeah. It will be three years in August, actually. How did how did that happen? Did you go up to him particular? How did that yeah, whole meeting well, happen? So basically, I was um, I was trying to find just a good wrestling company on the East Coast. You know, I'm right in Northern Virginia, outside of DC, Washington D.C., and uh, MCW just kept popping up. It just kept popping up and popping up. And then I noticed they had a show with Booker going there, and I realized I, I knew that Booker had a school in Houston, so I just realized I, I knew it was a good opportunity to meet. MCW and Booker T and really just weigh out my options and see uh, where I can go from there. And Booker, basically two weeks after that, I was on a plane ride out to Houston and Booker put me up in a hotel for a week. I trained at his school and then they had a show that uh, Saturday, Reality of Wrestling, and I knew that that was the place for me. And not knocking MCW because MCW is great and they've taken care of me, but you know, if you have the opportunity to learn from a guy like Booker T or any of the, you know, like if you're able to go up north to Canada to Lance Storm School in Calgary or down south to Florida to the Dudleys, you know, any opportunity to learn from a, a someone that's done so much in the business, you just have to take advantage of that. And of course, and of course, reality wrestling is being considered one of the better schools uh, in the country right now. It's really up and it, right, up and coming. It is, it, it, and it's it's getting popular. You know, uh, this time last year, I think when. The first day of putting the episode up on YouTube, it only generated about 2,000 views. And today, or now, this time, we're generating about 4,000 views within the first 24 hours. So, you know, it's not huge numbers, but it, we're, we are growing, for sure. You know, before you did that, uh, I guess you were 23 at the time. Had you really thought about going into wrestling? Had you done any training at all? Or at this time, three years ago, had you pretty much done nothing and you were completely raw? Yeah, I was completely raw. Uh, I would say... About four years ago, I, I found a, basically like a little warehouse with a ring in it, and I contacted the guy who owned it, and I went in there and kind of learned how to take a back bump. I say kind of learned because I was, was not able to execute it that well. Um, so, like, I got a taste for it, and I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I also knew that that was, like, that guy, he basically told me, he's like, look, you can't come back unless you have $1,500, you know, check for $1,500. So I knew right away that that guy was not, it was not the place to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I thank him for letting me in the school that one day because I knew, uh, I fell in love with wrestling and I knew that's what I wanted to do from that day on. So that was, that would, I would say that was about four years ago. That was probably a year before I moved to Houston or a year before I moved, uh, met Booker T. You know, so many of the second generation stars that we see, you know, they, they kind of talk about how they spent their entire life in the business. And obviously it was a little different for you. Uh, your dad had retired before you were born. And then unfortunately he passed away when you were very young. How did that change your, your relationship with wrestling? Well, so you know, that's a good question. Um, when I was growing up, it was in the nineties when Stone Cold and the Rock were on fire. So I was absolutely in love with wrestling. Um, now, WWE, after my dad passed away, they took really good care of us. Every time they were in town, and still to this day, we still get tickets, but they would always reach out to us, make sure that we had tickets to the show and we had a good time at the show. They really took care of us. So I always had a great love for wrestling. and I always loved you know, I had no ill will towards wrestling. Um, I will like admit, around like 12 years old, once I started becoming like a teenager and once I started finally realizing, like, hey, my dad isn't around, I did kind of venture off from wrestling a little bit, you know, like any other 
teenage kid, got in a little trouble in high school, but um, that is just that was a part of growing up, and I learned from all those mistakes I made back then. Which and none of them were that serious, but so was, you know, I uh, grew up kind of early. Right, I, I would say you know, having my dad pass away at such a young age, and um, so I grew up young. I grew up around the business for sure, and then uh, I kind of drifted away around like. 11, 12 years old. And then when they inducted my dad into the Hall of Fame in 2004, when I was um, 14, we they that was uh, WrestleMania 20 when they had it at Madison Square Garden. So they brought my whole entire family up for that, and that kind of reignited my love for wrestling again. I was like, wow, I forgot how much I love this. And then I went on following it, and then through high school, you kind of drift away a little bit. And um, basically, I was in college. And I was going down to ODU in Norfolk, and WWE was having a house show either at the Scope or uh, it, was either, it was somewhere either in Norfolk or Hampton, and right. um, either at the Scope or the Hampton Coliseum, which has a lot of wrestling history, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a and, they um, going there. Exactly. So WWE came to town, and I just got tickets for me and my roommates. We went, and I was like, man, this is. I, I just forgot how awesome it was. You know, now that I'm older, I forgot – what it was like to see the people, like just the crowd, the whole experience of going to the show. And like, I wasn't really getting it done in school. So I kind of realized like, Hey, maybe, uh, I I mean, I'm young. Why not put some time and effort into this and give this a shot? So I'd say I was about 22 when that happened. And, um, then two years after that, I was, uh, moving to Houston. Now Uh, I'd say I was 21, actually 21 when that happened. And then, Three years after that, I was moving to Houston. Right. On my 24th birthday, I arrived in Houston, Texas, and started training. Hey, that's one thats one way to celebrate your birthday. Some guys go out drinking. You uh, start one of the hardest journeys of your <laughs> life. <laughs> exactly. I literally drove 24 hours to Houston, Texas on my the day before my 24th birthday and celebrated with a bunch of strangers who have come to be great friends of mine now, that- all from Reality Wrestling. That's great. Um, when you decided you wanted to go into wrestling, did you put out any feelers at all to WWE directly, or were you really insistent that you wanted to get a grounding underneath you, some training before you yeah, even thought so about WWE? I didn't put any feelers out to WWE, and the reason being is because, you know, I do have a name in this business, which I, I realize how, how much that helps me, but I'm also not a, uh, how do I, like a, 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 a state of the, uh, an elite level athlete, I'll say, you know, like some of these second gen guys. So I knew that if I wanted to make it and be a serious contender, I'd have to do it kind of the old school way and almost, you know, pay my dues and just do it on the indies and, and get my name out there the old school way. That way when WWE does come knocking or when I go knocking to them, I'll at least have some stock built up and I'll have some weight behind my name. That way I'm not just going in there as big John studs kid. It's like, Hey, this is Sean stud. You know, the son of Big John Studies been out there on the Indies for the last couple of years making a good name for himself. I want I want I want to be I just want I want to have the respect from all the workers. I want to do it the old school way. Have the respect from all the workers and the fans. He is Big Sean Stud. Friday night it is MCW Slambury. He's going to be in the main event a ten man tag team match. And you kinda of talked about how you want the you don't just want to be Big John Studs kid. Was there at all because obviously you go by Big Sean Stud. Was there at all a hesitancy to do that, to, to work off the name? Or did you think, okay, I am going to use this, I am going to use this name, but I'm going to make it mine instead of just his? Yeah, so there was, I, I didn't hesitate to use it at all because it's like what Booker said, you know, any any tools, you any advantages you have, you got to use them. 
So at first I wasn't hesitant at all to use it. Now I'm almost kind of wanting to grow away from that a little bit. And instead of just going by Big Sean Stud, I want to go by the Thoroughbred Sean Stud. And that way I can just, you know, the, the stud's still there. They can still recognize that with my father. But then it's also like, wow, this kid's not just trying to be a carbon copy, you know. He's actually, you know, trying to make it his own name, make his own character, not just out here looking for a paycheck or something like that. Yeah. Do you get any uh, pushback from any of the guys you meet on the indies that who think you may just be there because of your name instead of the work you've come in, you've put in? No, you know, I, everyone has shown me a lot of respect on the indies. And, I, again, I think that's because when I show up there, I, I help set up – or. A lot of times I'm traveling, so if, I, if I'm able to get there in time to help set up and tear down the ring, I, I try to as hard as I can to do to be a part of that. And, um, you know, I, 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 I try to stay as humble as I can in the locker rooms. And I know that my dad was a big name, but I also know that, to be honest, I'm not shit until I make it myself. So I, I, I keep a level head in the locker rooms. And I, I, when I first got into business, I think I was a little um, – little egotistical but now being around all the workers and just being in it i've i have a good head on my shoulders now for the business so you went out to houston you got a grounding you got some matches under your belt and you've now you're still down in houston training there but you come back here part of mcw working the east coast more what made you decide to come back to the east coast and and what it was it like to come back home and wrestle well so actually i i'm, I'm stationed in the east coast now and i fly out to houston every month for their show so it's it's actually the opposite. I'm not really training anymore. And I kind of traded that just because I have all the bookings now. And no amount of training can replace in-ring experience. So um, when I when I saw the, the amount of bookings I was able to get on the East Coast, and I talked with Booker, and they were cool with me, you know, I, I get flown back there every month to wrestle. They're fine with that. And um, I told Book, you know, the, the second my in-ring performance starts to drop, you let me know, and I'll be driving back to Houston the next day to, to move back out there and to keep training. But he, he's been really happy with my performance. MCW, they just have presented so many opportunities for me. I just couldn't pass them up. You know, them putting me in the ring with Ryback was, you know, they could have put, they had so many guys in their roster, they could have chosen anyone. And the fact that they chose me, you know, it just shows that they have a lot of faith in me. So it was kind of, it was, it was an easy decision to make, I should say. Once I, once I saw the amount of wrestling there was on the East Coast, it was a pretty easy decision to make. You know, they've given you a lot of opportunities. They showed a lot of faith to you. You are their champion right now, and not just that, but when you won the title, that was in front. That was at the Hardys show. That was in front of the biggest crowd they've ever had. What was that moment like for you, and to be in front of that big a crowd and have that big a moment? Man, it was surreal. Uh, I'll just say that. And, you know, for my first championship, it, it, was, it, was, it was unexpected. I didn't find out until, like, a little over a week before it was going to happen, that I was actually going to get the strap. So I was, it was a little unexpected. And I, I was a little, I don't want to say unprepared for it, but um, it, it definitely I didn't realize the amount of weight that comes with being the champion, if that makes sense. You know, um, now MCW's putting me in these long, you know, I've been having this war with the bruiser going 15 and 20 minute matches. So it's a lot different from my eight minute <laughs> squash matches I was having. So it's good. I, I, I like the fact that they, they had the faith in me to lead their company. Um, I haven't been letting them down yet. So I, I don't plan on dropping that strap to anyone anytime soon. So until uh, until they get sick of me or the big leagues sign me, 
I don't see me dropping that title anytime. You know, you, you talk about the weight that it brings. What what does besides just obviously you have to do the longer matches? Your matches are more high profile. Like, what are some of the big responsibilities that some people might not realize of being the champion of a promotion like MCW? Well, you know, when you're the champion, you you're looked at uh, by a lot of guys as being one of the better ones in the locker room. And I've been in the business less than three years, so it's I, I'm not I'm not I don't consider myself one of the top guys in the locker room yet because I'm not. You know, the, every locker room has a lot of good talent. A lot of guys have been putting in a lot of hard work. So being the champ, I mean, it just the weight. When I talk about the weight, it just it made me realize like to be the champ, you really have to just step it up and be good and be able to back up what you're hold, what you're wearing. And that's the gold belt. So. Uh, I try to every month at MCW. I try to just give the fans a little bit more than they had la- the month before. Or just whatever the storyline is, just just put a little bit more into it than I did the month before, and just to lead the company strong, be, be a good a uh, good flagship for that company. You know, you mentioned being in a feud with Bruiser, and that that has to be a little surreal. I remember seeing Bruiser at an MCW show back in the '90s when I was in middle school or high school or something like that. He's obviously still going strong today. He has 20 years experience. You have three. What, what's that dynamic like? Exactly. I mean, and back to the last question, that's what I mean right there. You know, I'm in the ring with a guy like Bruiser who's been in this business for over 20 years. And I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, he, he's a great, like, I'm just, I'm listening the whole match. I just listen to him and I learn from him. You know, the guys like that, you can just, if you just shut up and open your ears, you can learn so much, and I've been fortunate that they put me in a program with Bruiser, where I've been able to learn. Just every every month, I'm learning something new, and uh, you know things that I didn't really see why the reasons behind them before. They start to make sense, and the wheels start to spin on them. Because you know, getting the psychology down in the business is one of the hardest parts, and a, a way to a, an easier way to get it down is when you're in the ring with all these vets who know the psychology of the business. And when you're call, when you're putting the match together or calling it, they you're not just you're not just going move for move or spot for spot. You know, there's a whole there's a whole method to the madness, and that's I mean, it's storytelling 101. And being like I said, being in the ring with a guy like Bruiser, the story's going to be great every time, and you know it. You know, you've. You know, obviously, you didn't really pick what time you chose, but it's been a wild time for the Indies right now, the whole Indies circuit. And obviously, you've only been there three years, but it seems, at least from the outside, that the whole Indie business has changed uh, tremendously with live streaming, with some of these big big Indies. Like, How have you seen that? So, you know, before I got in the Indies, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really know much about them. So I can't really, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, give my opinion of what I thought they were like before I got in because I just don't know. But I'll be it, right now, it is a great time to be a professional wrestler. I mean, you just look at all the, these indie shows. They're all drawing big numbers. I mean, everywhere you look, it seems like a new company is popping up and not just – they're all decent and they're all good, decent companies that are drawing and bringing in people, putting ass in seats. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I, I love it. I, I'm just hoping I can get – I'm just trying to work all the big indie companies there are out there. I want to get out to California and get on PWG and go up to New York and get on House of Glory. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, House of Glory. And then also I want to get on Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore. You know, I want to get up to Philly, go to the Monster Factory. I want to get in Ring of Honor. That's actually my, my current goal right now is I'm looking at Ring of Honor as my next step. 
Awesome, awesome. And yeah, I was going to ask, I was going to say PWG, Ring of Honor, whatever it was. Ring of Honor would be, uh, you know, well-suited, obviously. Uh, right now they have a lack of big guys. Donovan Dijak just left, who was actually at that show that you met Booker T at. I was going back and looking at because I remembered being at that show as well. But uh, that you'd probably be filling a really nice void in Ring of Honor right now. Exactly. And so um, I know they're having their seminar on uh, – they just announced that they're doing their seminar in July. And I'm supposed to be in Texas for Reality Wrestling that weekend. So I'm going to talk to – I'm actually going to be there Saturday after the MCW show. I'm flying out early Saturday morning. So I'm going to talk with Booker and uh, hopefully get the okay. And I'll sign up for that seminar and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. You know, you, you mentioned the companies you want to work for. Is is there any guys out there that you would uh, go to MCW and say, I want to defend my title against this guy? Who, who is it? Or who's the number of Dude, people? There's, there's a few guys out there. So, um, you know, Michael Elgin, of course, you know, mm-hmm. you've heard of him. So I'd love to wrestle Michael Elgin. He's a great big guy. Um, Ricochet or Prince Puma. I mean, just he's I, just to be in the ring with him would be incredible. You know, I'd love to work with him. Um I said, well, as you're asking the question, I was thinking of all these names, and now they've just all left my head. Jeez, uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys out there that I, I'd love to get in the ring with. Uh, it's like Donovan, like you just mentioned, Donovan Dijak. I would love to wrestle with. I, I feel like I could learn so much from him, and I mean, he's such an athletic big guy. It would just, I feel like we could have an awesome match. Um. I mean, all, all three of those are great matches. And it's interesting that the first two, Elgin and Ricochet, are so different. Do you, are, do you feel comfortable wrestling almost any type of uh, opponent? Well, I, I can't answer that truthfully because I haven't wrestled every... You know, I haven't wrestled a guy like Ricochet, but I've watched... You know, I've watched uh, Ricochet and El- Michael Elgin's match, actually, from... Um, I think it was like What Culture Pro Wrestling in England. Mm-hmm. And just the type of match they were able to put off. You know, the two different styles clashing... I thought that was so cool, and I would like to be a part. I would love to. I'd love to be a base for Ricochet and let him bounce all over me, you know, and let him flip all over me and do everything. I think it'd be so cool. Oh, I mean, that would definitely that would be really entertaining. See how high he can get. See if he can literally get over your seven foot frame. <laughs> exactly, you know. And then yeah, I just think that I, when I was at WrestleK back in November, um, he was in the main event. I can't remember everyone who was in it, but he was just. Uh, he's really, he's good. He he's you I, you can say flawless in the ring. So uh, Dan McDevitt, you heard it. We want to see Ricochet versus Big Sean Stud in the near future here up in Joppa. Of course, we want it. We we definitely so, want it here on Joppa. So, you need That's more sure. names for the thoroughbred. I'm just chomping everyone that you give me. He is the thoroughbred Sean Stud. You can see him Friday at Slamboree in the 10-man tag match main event up at the MCW Arena in Joppa. And, Sean, uh, thanks for coming on. Is there anything else we can plug for you? Pro Wrestling Tees, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Check out mine and my dad's store. Uh, mine's under Sean Stud. My dad's under Big uh, Big John Stud. Twitter and Instagram, it's at Big Sean Stud 90. I post my schedule up there all the time. I'm always just – I keep them both updated all the time, so – just uh, give me a follow, and just when I'm in, in a town near you, make sure you guys come and check me out. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to Reality of Wrestling this Saturday. I'll be in Houston. Uh, I don't have the title there yet, but, hey, I'm coming for it. And in the words of Houston's own, Sauce Waka, we taking no L's.
<laughs> well, we've seen you come a long way in a short amount of time, so I can't wait to see what's next for you, man. Yep, man. Hey, thanks for having me on again. And uh, next time you guys want to do it, just let me know. Man, that was great. He was awesome. Uh, really glad I had a chance to talk to him. And, you know, he's killing it at MCW. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to get a look from WWE between his name, between his size. No question about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Big Sean Stud just rolls right the fuck off the tongue. You know, it's funny. We normally go off the reservation here. Not a lot to go off the reservation with this time. There is, there was the Battle of the Super Juniors, which was, of course, awesome because it's all the, all the great, you know, smaller guys in the mm-hmm. world. Uh, Kushida ended up beating Will Ospreay. The only thing I was going to bring up was the fact that um, Dave Batista went on Twitter and uh, he, they, he was somebody asked him, "I'm, I'm happy that you're a supporter for the LBGT community. Um, it, it, I mean, LGBT community. It's, it's." It's really good, you know, to see someone using their platform, blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, you know, of course I am. You know, I was raised by a lesbian, proud to be raised by a lesbian, and anyone who has a problem with that can suck my balls. And I was like, well, aren't you just the greatest Drax ever? I was going to say, it's (laughs) Batista. Of course he's the greatest. It just reminds us that he is the greatest. Because he he really, like, I don't know if you follow him much on Twitter. I mean, just everything he does, any appearances he does, any, you know, shows, he's awesome as Drax, obviously he's yeah. great on twitter he's wonderful i want him back i'm not holding my breath that he's going to be back anytime soon because he's on to bigger and better things and apparently he hates the bullshit that wwe put him through bummer major bummer sucks for all of us yeah but um batista is the best because of course he's the best and uh cm punk lost on the challenge last night because he sucks yeah cm punk come back to wrestling seriously bro that that'd be nice seriously like Stop bullshitting. You're not making that much money doing it, whatever the fuck else you're doing. I'm sure you got some businesses, but bro. I mean, he's doing the Marvel thing right now, but yeah, 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 bro. No, he's not making much off of that. Bro, come back, bro. We love you. You're just being a huge dick right now, so we don't. <laughs> but Wrestle- when you come back, when your music hits, we'll fucking love you. WrestleMania 35, over or before or after? I hope before. I pray to God before. If you had to bet. I'd bet before. You'd bet before? He's running out of shit to do. Yeah. I mean, he was on the fucking challenge, bro. It's true. He's on the challenge. He was on the challenge. Nobody's on the challenge that has anything better to do, period. Pretty much. Lolo Jones is awesome. She's she's a psychotic. It's awesome. She's perfect for reality TV. That's also true. Yeah, it's awesome. So, oh, that's wonderful. Um, Now let's get into plugs. AJ, you got a shit ton to plug right now, yeah. so I'll, I'll give you the floor. French Sports Academy. My dad's starting up, um, uh, you know, some clinics that's going really well. Um uh, we're going to be live and direct going all summer in the DMV. So just go on the Francis Sp- underscore sports Instagram or the Francis underscore sports Twitter. Um, and you can check all that out. We do, we doing big things. Also, you know, I got a, a single, um, that I just debuted on WPGC 95.5. I'm kind of, you know, Hey, people laugh when they hear that I was making music, but then they hear my music. They're like, Holy shit. This is actually really good. Like the people, the DJ, DJ dub wise at 95.5. He sat in and heard the song. He was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to put that in the rotation. Because it's a dope song. And I got some other songs coming out. I'm trying to work out getting on 92Q in Baltimore. Um, I'm working that out right now. I got a whole lot going around um, the music thing. Both, I got two singles coming out on June 16th, Right Thing and YBMP. With YBMP is the song I just debuted on WPGC. I got my song on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal. However you listen to music, I swear it's there. It's called European by Frank, F-R-A-N. Since sign, um, you can go check that out. Um, the music video is on my YouTube page, so you can go to my YouTube page and you can you can find the music video there. Literally shot in Europe 
Uh, so it's a dope video, dope concept. I got a lot of good shit going for me. I'm about the reason I got to leave here so fast is I'm going to birthday bash, ninety uh, WPGC. Uh, they got the thirtieth annual birthday bash. Wale's the headliner, and I'm going on stage with um, uh, with Mike D'Angelo, who's an artist that signed with Cash Money, who you know he works for Birdman. So like, it's big things coming up. You know, OTA is uh, on the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was going to say, I can't believe you didn't have that rolling no, off the tongue. No, I was going to say, OTA's on the way, but it's also debuting. So it's dropping September 1st. I got Howie Noel doing my uh, my artwork. for oh, yeah? My, yeah, you know, nice, how, jobbing nice. outs, having Howie Noel. Got him doing my artwork for my album cover. So, you know, I just got a lot of good things going with music and sports. And, you know, OTA's is actually about to finish. So that's great. That's the best time of the year when OTA's <laughs> over. Uh, you know, get a couple months off. I mean, a month and a half off before going back to camp. So I'm just, I'm blessed, man. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Sucks that you have to run out quickly, but you know, other yeah. than that, kind of awesome. Uh, as far as me, uh, if you missed last week, I got to talk to Alexa Bliss. I unfortunately didn't get to mention Trent Murphy to her because the, uh, the head PR guy was also on the line and I didn't want to screw around with that oh, too much. God. So didn't get to mention, I'm, I'm sorry, Trent, but we'll still be able to set something up at some point. Uh, I want to I want to give a big shout out right now. Uh, in a couple weeks, a week and a half from now, Awesome Con is going to be in DC. It's an annual. It's DC's Comic Con. It's a great event. I went last year. Uh, my boy Pen- Ben Penrod is in charge of it. He's a great dude. He set up all sorts of great things. Yes. Uh, the big thing: there are wrestling panels every day this time around. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I, me personally, I get the big one. I get to sit at a table. To my left will be one Charlotte Flair. To my right will be Shinsuke Nakamura. How the fuck do I get on this panel? You don't, because uh, in this case, in this one venue, I'm gonna, I am I'm gonna, the main I'm event. Gonna text, I'm going to text Ben and ask him if I can get on this panel. I bet he'll let me on. Not a shot. <laughs> I bet he will. Uh, that will be Saturday, 2.30. That will be in one of the big rooms over at Awesome Con. And like I said, wrestling stuff all day. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler is going to be at a table throughout it. He's uh, teaming up. With Headlocked Comics, uh, Mike Kingston, great dude. I met him a couple of WrestleManias ago. He will be there. Uh, there's all sorts of wrestling artwork. There's all sorts of really cool stuff at Awesome Con. Uh, if you're not just into wrestling, if you're into the nerdy stuff, a lot of cool stuff. Stan Lee is going to be there. Uh, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Awesome Con. Go check it out. Follow Awesomest Ben on Twitter, Ben Penrod, because he's the man. And uh, hopefully we'll see you out there. I know you're coming out. I know Glenn yep. was thinking about it. So uh, come and see if you can not just listen to Shinsuke and Charlotte, but see us and hang out as well because it's a really good time. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up here for Jobbing Out for Glenn Clark, who couldn't bother to show up today, and for... <laughs> the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Aaron Oster. You can follow me, find me at Rolling Stone and Baltimore Sun. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out!